This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Uh, welcome to the program. I want to tell you uh, a moment about uh, Rough Greens. I want to think about for a second your dog's food. How healthy is it for them? If you have kibble food you're putting in the dish, the answer is probably not that healthy. <laughs> kibble food is sterilized, so it can have a long shelf life, which I guess makes sense, but the good stuff dies in the process. Your dog just isn't getting that much out of it. Certainly, he's not getting the best that you could be giving him. Uh, we looked, we talked about this with our our own dogs. I know Glenn, uh, Glenn's dog, Uno, was one of the first dogs that I know of uh, that was that started taking Rough Greens. And he noticed the difference right away. Rough Greens isn't a dog food. It's a supplement you can sprinkle on top of the food. And it gives you essential, or well, it gives the dog actually essential vitamins and nutrients. I guess you could eat it too, but I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> recommend it. It's designed for dogs. Uh, I, I mean, if you're really hungry, if you're like that guy that was lost on the boat, maybe you can have some Rough Greens. But other than mm. that, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it for humans. But it is really really healthy uh so where do you go roughgreens.com slash beck r-u-f-f greens.com slash beck go to roughgreens.com slash beck today take care of your dog with rough greens it's pat and Stu in for glenn today we've got about 10 seconds before the radio show begins today uh coming up we got garage gate to deal with a little bit um it's kind of fun to watch kjp squirm every single day every person in that white house press briefing room wants answers about the classified document situation she's not answered a single question see if she can continue that also joe biden uh talks about it himself uh we'll get into that and lots more in 60 seconds sandra wrote in about her experience with relief factor she says i was having trouble sleeping for a very long time all through the night i would wake up in pain my joints ached all all over pretty much every night i tried a lot of things but nothing was working and i was getting pretty desperate then i tried relief factor and after a couple of weeks my pain just started melting away no more trouble sleeping now Thank you, Relief Factor. If you or someone you love is dealing with pain, please give Relief Factor a try. It's not a drug, but it was developed by doctors, and its four key ingredients work with your body to fight inflammation, which causes much of our pain. Give it a shot. What do you got to lose? Three-week quick start is only $19.95. It's a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. Go to relieffactor.com or call 1-800-4-RELIEF. 
Get the 1995 three-week quick start. Again, it's Relief Factor or 800, the number four Relief, Relief Factor. Feel the difference. Uh, all right. So I don't even know why they do the White House press briefing anymore. Well, it's a completely worthless uh, adventure. Where, where, how else is Corinne Jean-Pierre going to show us her outfits? Oh, uh, well, yeah, that's true. That's the most important part. Yeah. Every day she's got that's a new true. one. Every day it's very expensive. Every day, I assume, mm-hmm. we're paying for it. So, who knows? We'll get your value. Assume. Yeah. I, I don't know what she makes as White House press secretary. It's probably around the 174000 that everybody makes in Congress, right? It's probably, I, I would guess she's, she's into six figures. Right, they're not paying her twenty thousand dollars a year, but yes, I think you're right. We're probably paying for every single outfit. Um, but hundred eighty thousand, hundred eighty. Yep. Okay. Congratulations, because you know, not bad. I will say the quality of her gig. work definitely oh, says wow. she should be making a hundred and eighty thousand dollars a year. She's so good at her job and so qualified for it yeah. that of course she's making that much. Pat, uh-huh. obviously, she deserves every penny. And what is she? Twelve. She's about 14. 12 years old. 14? 14. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. She, I mean, she has the brain of a 14-year-old. I don't know if <laughs> if she's actually 14, but she is legitimately terrible at this. Oh Can we gosh. all agree? Yeah, Can absolutely. Can we all agree? Like, Probably I, the worst of all time. You know, you look, Jen Psaki. Let me talk about Jen Psaki for a minute. Not great. Not, not a, great. Not, not a no. historic press secretary. She, mm, no. she was, you know, obviously lied all the time and did the things that press secretaries do, mm-hmm. but was... So much better than Corinne Jean-Pierre. It's almost impossible yeah. to describe. Yeah. And she was, again, Saki was not good. She's, she's not a historically impressive press secretary. She was right. average to below average. Mm-hmm. But Corinne Jean-Pierre is so much worse than her. I swear they picked, she specifically selected Corinne Jean-Pierre for this role because she knew how much better it would make her look. Uh-huh. Jen Saki was like, you know what? I'm leaving you have to give it to Corinne Jean-Pierre. She'll be great. Don't worry about it. She'll be fantastic. And now everyone looks back and is like, gosh, Jen Psaki was way better than this. <laughs> it's like the only way mm-hmm. she could really get that sort of review. Uh, she's got the Yelp review now. If, you know, She's got five stars because everyone's like, at least she's not Corinne Jean-Pierre. Who do you think was the best? I I really liked uh, Ari Fleischer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Especially after Ari I Fleischer, met him. Yeah. Really good. Really. Uh, yeah. Ari Fleischer, not Eric. Ari Fleischer was he was solid. He was solid. Um, I didn't like a lot of the Bush era. No. White House press secretaries. He was, yeah, he was one of the best ones. I would say Ari Fleischer was probably yeah. the guy. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, you know, I mean, I, you know, uh, he wouldn't say, I mean, Kaylee McEnany, I think a lot of people like. Uh, she, yeah, she, she was did okay. a pretty good job. Sorry. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, Dana Perino, <clears throat> I, would, I would put oh, in that category. Perino. Yeah, she was, mm-hmm. I think, quite good. You know, the, yeah. de- the Democrats have had, again, like, we're not talking about the the accuracy of their claims here. They're all, especially mm-hmm. Democrats, just lie constantly. Yep. Um, but on the Republican side, people liked Tony Snow when he was, I remember he was a former Fox News guy. Yeah. He um, wasn't my favorite, but... Uh, Me neither. Yeah. And, but then you've had some really bad, I mean, it's the ones that were in the Obama administration were terrible. That, that, whole, that whole slew of them, where they were Oof. all awful. Wow. But, you know, again, I would say all of them better than Corinne Jean-Pierre. Yeah. And here she is performing uh, her magic from yesterday trying to not answer any of the questions that are being asked her he chided former president trump for having in his possession classified documents he called it irresponsible first of all do you think it was proper for president biden to comment on an ongoing doj investigation so i'm going to say this 
uh, and going Reading. to keep it really short today as it relates to this particular issue, as it relates to an ongoing uh, legal matter. I am going to refer you to Department of, Just, uh, Department of Justice in, with the, that specific as it relates to uh, anything that you want to ask of us uh, about uh, this uh, this legal matter. I would refer you to the White House Counsel uh, Office. I'm, I'm going to leave it there. Not going to go I'm into gonna, further. And I just, I, I just commented. I just commented. We're moving on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I already answered your question. Go ahead. Well, you really did. I, I did. Well, it's your, it's your opinion. It's your opinion. It's your opinion. That is your opinion. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, they're getting pissed now. Because she, this is what she does to them every day now. She just stonewalls them. Because all of them want some answers on the document thing. I don't It's Of course they do, right? Mm-hmm. But this, to me, strikes me, Pat, as the administration telling her she's got to stop answering questions about this. Because she's yeah. so bad at it. So bad. Just say DOJ and mm-hmm. move on. Yeah. Just say White House counsel. Let someone who's competent at either one of those organizations answer the question. Because you're really terrible we can't fire you because the only reason we hired you was because of your skin color and who you like to have sex with and your and your gender. And she fit a lot so, of those. So. She, she hit all three of those yeah. points, the mm-hmm. correct side of those three points. So that's why she got the job. Obviously, she's not qualified for it. Obviously, she's not competent. So probably the best move for the White House is to say, stop answering the questions. Yeah. Just stop. Well, and I don't, I don't know that she ever answered any. I, I think as soon as this thing started, she was doing the, I'm not going to get ahead of the review. Right. And she wouldn't even call yeah. it an investigation because that sounded negative. Right. So I'm not going to get ahead of the review yeah, okay. that they're doing. Sure. So from the beginning, I, I don't think she has answered a single question on this. She's just bumbled and stumbled yeah. and fumbled all over the place. <clears throat> and, and now just refer to the DOJ and tell them to shut up. And that's what she did. And that's why, honestly, for her, that's wise. Yeah, she it is. I mean, the better approach would be the approach where she just doesn't come in. Like she just, yeah. you know what? I I've got uh, I've <laughs> got a, a a Tupperware party I'm attending. It's my friends. They've got a lot of Tupperware to sell. It's been a while since anybody has held a Tupperware party. <laughs> is that true? I feel like yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I feel don't... like it has. <laughs> <laughs> it may be true, but you know what? Uh, the advice is probably coming from Joe Biden, who thinks it's very current to have a Tupperware party. <laughs> yeah, <that's>, so. Yes. <laughs> Because, yeah. again, like your press secretary is supposed to help you, mm-hmm. right? She doesn't. She does not. Now, no. I'm not exactly telling the truth there. The press secretary is supposed to, as a public employee, inform the citizens of the United States of the ongoings of the White House. He is not an employee of Joe Biden. is not an employee of Joe Biden's campaign. This person is an employee of ours. And this person mm-hmm. is supposed to help us understand the inner workings of government. That is not what occurs with this job at all. That's for sure. So the the to the modern day press secretary is supposed to lie to make their the president look better than he is. And she's mm-hmm. really bad at that. So the best solution is Tupperware parties. <laughs> she should just go visit anyone who's having a Tupperware party. Please send your your uh, your um uh, your your cards of of, of welcoming and uh, your uh, invitations to Corinne Jean-Pierre at the White House. And then each day she can say, I'm sorry, I couldn't do the press briefing. I'm going to Bill Thompson's uh, in, <laughs> in, 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 in Albuquerque, New Mexico, his Tupperware party. Mm-hmm. It's very important to me. And it's important to Bill because he's got a lot of Tupperware he needs to unload. Yeah. 
and then just give her like a per diem to buy Tupperware all over the country. This would be much better than much actually better having than her show happens. up to these press conferences because it's embarrassing. Yeah. Well, you do wonder, why do you schedule the press conference every day? Why do one? Yeah. There's no law that says you have to do no, it every day. No, and Trump didn't have, have him right. for a he very long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just eliminate that. And then you don't have to even bother with it. And then she doesn't have to look so bad every single day. I pff, I guess she's got to earn her keep, the $180,000 are paying her. But so they keep doing it. Again, like this is the same pe- thing people say about Pete Buttigieg. Oh, Pete Buttigieg has got to come in. He doesn't even show up to work. Good. I, I pay him. What, what is he making? 200 grand? <clears throat> Make him stay home. You should pay him the $200,000 just to stay home because every time he touches something, it explodes. When he was on maternity leave, it was some of the gr- yeah. best transportation policy times of our of our nation. He should, he, him and his husband should just keep <laughs> popping kids out like crazy. <laughs> yep. I, I want him home all the time. And the good thing is, considering you know they're not actually you know giving birth to these children, they can have like five a year. Yeah. So just keep yeah, popping them out least. and be on maternity leave and never come into work because <laughs> when you come into work, things get worse. This is the thing. Yeah. I mean, Biden's the same way. He's in Delaware all the time. All He's almost the time. never at the White House doing anything. Yeah. And honestly, the only times I can remember really bad things happening is when he is at the White House doing things. Mm-hmm. He, these people are terrible at their jobs and they keep screwing everything up. Yeah. We should not encourage them to show up to work. Well, Biden did yesterday, <sighs> and uh, he actually, since they're not getting anything at all from Kareem Jean-Pierre, uh, they actually asked Joe Biden about his uh, garage gate situation where he, where he put the classified documents in the garage next to the Corvette, and uh, people are a little concerned about that, and he was asked about it yesterday. Here's his answer. As we found... Uh we found a handful of documents were failed uh, were filed in the wrong place. We immediately turned them over to the archives mm. and the Justice mm-hmm. Department. We're fully cooperating, looking forward to getting this resolved quickly. I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the oh, no lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. Thank you. Think, yeah, let us be the judge of if there's there there. I, I think it's the American people who are going to figure that one out, not you. Of course, to you, there is nothing there. Yeah. I mean, uh, he, and we should also remember, this guy's terrible at his job, too. I mean, when he very, was asked the first time, he was like, yeah, but I locked the garage where the Corvette was. Yeah, like, that was really his first response. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was like Fort Knox then. Nobody could get into a locked garage. That's impossible. It's never been done. No one has ever broken into a locked garage. Never happened, especially no. with an expensive car. <laughs> right. why, why would anyone want to get in there? No way but would a, anybody. But it's so easy to go down a, 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 an off hallway of Mar-a-Lago to find a, a, a broom closet that has a padlock on it and get in there and get those documents. That's easy. Yeah. Uh, get past the Secret Service as well mm-hmm. on your way in there. Oh, of course. Yeah, you got to yeah. do that. Right. I mean, forget the Secret Service. Obviously, Mar-a-Lago has areas of it that are public. You know, it's a it's it a club. Mm-hmm. So not public, but I mean, it's a private club. But I mean, people are there, you know, having dinner and drinking drinks and playing mm-hmm. golf. Try to steal, try to steal a round of golf. Try try to steal the eight, the fifteenth hole. Go out and play it. Just see if you can walk on the course and just start playing it. See how long that work lasts. See how many holes you get through before you're caught. <laughs> try to steal a diet coke. Try to steal mm-hmm. a diet coke from Mar-a-Lago. Forget the files in a locked closet. Yeah. Just go, in a private area. Yeah, in a, in a private area. Try just, I don't know, stealing some mozzarella sticks. See how that works out for you. I bet it really well.
I bet it's going to go really well. It'll be very easy to get access. It's This whole thing is so stupid. I think there's lots of ties to uh, the Biden corruption. I don't know for sure if the documents in, the, in, the, in and of themselves are specifically tied to what Biden and Hunter have been doing. I think there's a risk mm. there because of all the stuff that they were doing. Uh, we talked about this on, uh, I filled in for Glenn on his TV show this week, and we went through a lot of the timeline stuff, and there's a lot of suspicious stuff here. I don't know for sure that the documents are tied to that. But regardless, like, we can't act as if this is, like, easy to access, right? The At Mar-a-Lago. Like, it's it's just not easy. Right. I mean, it's not easy to break into Joe Biden's garage either. But, like, if you're going to say... The worst thing that has ever occurred in human history is Donald Trump having these documents in a locked closet inside of a club where you couldn't steal a Diet Coke, let alone go into his personal files. Mm -hmm. The Secret Service is all around there. We can't act as if you don't get both sides of this. The Democrats want to have both sides of it. And they they, they they should try. Trump was horrible, but Mm -hmm. our guy who did the same thing is perfect. And yep. I don't know. I don't think people are falling for that. I don't think the American people are falling for it. I think there's a chance that people fall back to neither one of these things really matter. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the best case scenario for the Biden administration at this point. They just stop with the criticism of the Trump stuff. They just back off of it, act like it never happened, you know, put it down the memory hole and hope everyone forgets. Well, the, the reason Republicans and conservatives are making such a big deal about the Biden scandal and these documents is because they made such a federal case out of the Trump stuff at Mar-a-Lago. And you if you're if you're going to get crazy about Trump having classified documents when he can declassify them as president and they're claiming that that Biden can do the same thing as vice president which isn't true but there's some executive order that obama uh signed but it's still unconstitutional for a vice president to do that but if you're going to make such a big deal out of it with trump it's got to be the same kind of deal with biden and and they're but they're just like well you weren't this upset about the trump stuff i know but you were okay so we're just trying to keep you consistent is that possible at all and of course the answer is no uh more coming up one minute You know, of course, life is busy, and something like switching from one mobile carrier to another sounds like kind of a big hassle, but I also bet, you know, you're not thrilled with your current service. Uh, You're probably less thrilled about paying money to big companies that then donate to leftist causes. All the things that you stand against, these companies are using your money to advance, and that doesn't seem like a good deal for you. It doesn't seem like a good deal for anybody. So why not go with Patriot Mobile? Patriot Mobile has a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch among the three major carriers for free. Patriot Mobile shares your values and won't send your hard-earned money to aid in the destruction of America, which seems like a low bar for a company to clear. But these days, I find a company that can actually pull that off. Patriot Mobile is one of them, and they are a fantastic company. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. So go to PatriotMobile.com slash back or call them at 878-PATRIOT. You get free activation today with the offer code BECK. It's PatriotMobile.com slash back or 878-PATRIOT. 10-second station ID.
Matt and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, you know, one of the things that we know about Joe Biden is that, uh, well, he grew up in a in a Puerto Rican neighborhood, right? He grew up in a black church in a Puerto Rican neighborhood, I guess. Uh, and uh, and so he he should be super comfortable at a black church, right? I mean, he he knows them like the back of his hand because he's been there so often. I mean, he just said that he went to uh, he went to Catholic mass every morning through high school and college at seven thirty seven thirty every morning. He's right there sitting in a pew um, enjoying mass, hmm. and then of course he went to the black church. So, uh, so we went to multiple churches per day, every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you believe that, Pat? Oh, well, he said it, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So, so, so no. So no. <laughs> if he said so it, no. I don't believe it. That's right. basically the way, the safest way to operate with Joe Biden. But he was just at a black church, and I couldn't help but notice how comfortable he seemed. Really? You know, yeah, because he's so used to it. Yeah, you know, he again, every day. I mean, he went there every day, mm-hmm. and he practically lived at a black church. And so... He knows what to do when the black choir starts singing and oh, no. he starts jamming, man. He and Raphael Warnock at a black church together. Look at him. Look at him. Oh my God. Does he look comfortable or what? Uh, I don't know what to do. He's lost, man. He is lost. That's incredible. Uh, he was looking around as if he's like, where did the ice cream truck go? <laughs> right. Uh, I'm not wearing any pants. Uh... <laughs> so bad. But does that not emphasize how true his stories are that, you know, of the black church and being there all the time, he... He seems as comfortable, uh, like he said, his, in his mother's kitchen or something, because he he knows what to do. You know, it's funny. African American voters are largely responsible for the for Joe Biden winning the candidacy for the mm-hmm. Democrats. They they came in big in South South Carolina and were very. He gets good numbers. It was South Carolina that, that saved him. Saved him, and then he continued to, you know, utilize high percentages of of black voters to mm-hmm. advance through that field. And you just, I, why? I don't like, know. Of all people, I, again, I, I, don't, I don't. I just doesn't don't understand sense. the connection there. He doesn't. He's never done anything for them. Obviously, he's been a complete failure no. in everything he's ever tried to accomplish in his entire life. And quite the opposite. He's said things that are just flat out racist, racist. over and over. And over. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't mean, his know. his big closing argument to black voters was, "If you don't vote for me, you ain't black." Yeah, that was his big like, "Hey, yeah, now you're gonna vote for me, right?" I mean, that was his big Man. moment in the sun. <laughs> it's amazing, really incredible. All right, triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More patents stew for Glenn coming the up. Glenn back program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. It's easy sometimes to take things we have in life for granted. If you're a homeowner, it's pretty good bet that you have felt a lot more secure about your financial future maybe a few years ago than you do today. Inflation is obviously a monster growing fatter under the watchful eye of an administration who's really doing nothing but feeding it. And every day, the American economy looks a little bit bleaker than it did the day before. 
There are ways to fight this, and American Financing knows those ways inside and out. American Financing is saving people like you an average of $695 a month. That's a pretty big savings, and you don't have to wait to get started. You can do this right now. American Financing, give them a call today. Their salary-based mortgage consultants can help guide you through the process of creating a custom loan that will align with your financial goals. These are people that you can trust. No gimmicks, no hidden or upfront fees to worry about. And if you start today, you could skip up to two mortgage payments, giving you additional savings. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Don't forget to use the promo code Glenn to get $10 off your subscription at BlazeTV.com. Again, BlazeTV.com. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. And uh, joined by Jeffy uh, for some reason. I, I Greetings. Don't know why he came in here. Well, you guys are down the hall. I thought I'd stop by. Oh, okay. Remind you to, you know, listen to uh, my show, uh, Chewing the Fat. <laughs> oh, you a have a show? Podcast. Yeah, okay. every day. Right. Uh, Chewing the Fat, uh, available wherever you get your podcast. Huh. Yeah. Who knows? So, still? Yeah. Okay. Just, Surprisingly, yes. I wasn't sure if that was like a retroactive <laughs> promo. But, but again, no. let me ask you this question. Oh, now shit. it's still I on. You for this but time. have you been able to keep the price low? Have you been able to? I mean, because I know you've been fighting for a long time. You for have the no idea how uh, no, I, I know. fought behind the scenes. I understand. Okay. <laughs> do yeah. you? I don't I, think you do. They want to charge a hefty price you for, your, for your podcast. But you have fought you them every step of the way. Has it still been successful? <laughs> and for for the listeners right now today, yeah. for right now today, I can promise still that free. you can subscribe for free. Wow. Yes. Wow. What a, what a deal. You know incredible. What? It's you know incredible. What? You're welcome. That's a prayer. <laughs> Hey, so what did you think of uh, Alec Baldwin being charged I... with uh, uh, involuntary manslaughter? Two charges. Two. All yeah. right, two charges yeah. of involuntary manslaughter, along with uh, Hannah Gutierrez Reed, the armor. Uh, she definitely should go down for it. I mean, it's her, well, somebody... it was her gig. Yeah. But I hate having to be on Alec Baldwin's side. Yeah, it's not a fun place to be. Having you to be don't have to be on, on his side. Because I love his work. I've always loved his work, but he's such good actor, an yeah, elitist but... douche. Oh, yes. he is. That it and drives me insane. Douche. Oh, such a oh, just mm-hmm. maddening. It that is. it drives me insane. But should he be charged with this? Yes. No. No, he should not. I think had he not been innocent so until proven guilty. Willy nilly about it's not my I don't have any responsibility. I didn't hold the gun, I didn't pull the trigger, <laughs> I didn't aim it, I didn't do anything. Yeah, the, really? It, the lying hurts him here. Yes. It does. You know, because he came out and said he didn't pull the trigger. Now of course we don't we didn't see the video. Correct. But the they did he said a, he didn't point did the it or pull the trigger. Yeah. Which is obviously possible did it come out the right. side of the gun i mean yeah. I, I, I know <laughs> i mean that's the scene we watch right. shows all the, the guns time guns don't just uh, shoot themselves no we watch shows all the time where guns are pointed at the camera they're pointed yeah. at people all the time and mm-hmm. i know that there's protocols and i got it that everybody's supposed to okay it's empty it's empty it's empty it's empty and there's eighty thousand protocols to go through before we shoot a scene i got it mm-hmm. does that happen every time well i mean probably today it does but prior to that does I don't it? know if it no. does because it's happened before. It happened to uh, right. It did happen before. Yeah. to to Lee, right? To, yeah, uh, Brandon Lee. Yeah. Brandon Lee yeah. So uh, and and then now, how many years was it until it? You know, we heard about it happening again. So you know, maybe protocols got lackadaisical, and we again, we started yeah. thinking about it. Right, but mm-hmm. that's not. 
I'm sorry, that's not Alex's fault. It's really hard to blame the guy who gets handed a gun, yeah, right. told yeah. that it is not, right. does not have a live bullet in it. For I even if he did pull to. the trigger, I honestly think that if he had just <clears throat> said that, I think said, he'd be fine. Look, I I I had what a gun yeah. with that I that yeah. they, I was told did not have a bullet in it, or that was a cold mm-hmm. gun, is what they call it, a cold gun. I did not think that this was possible. Right. I was told by two experts that it was not possible. Yeah, the guy's and been. I'm, I feel terrible. Instead, he was like, ah, I would. Ne-, he said, I would never point a gun and squeeze it at at, uh, at someone. It's like, well, wait a minute. We we could pull out movies where this right. has happened a hundred right. times. Of he's, course, right. he's drawing. He's drawing the yeah. line between real life and fantasy, and trying to you know say I'd never point a gun at anyone. Yeah, but he's oh, saying it on set, like no, he, I, I, which is ridiculous. Obviously, you would do that, and, and it would be okay to do it. You know, it, it, should, it is okay. That's what you're doing. Right. So, yeah. you know, you have an armorer on a set for a reason to make sure the only bullets that, that go blank. in this gun are blanks. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so that person is obviously responsible. One of the things they're doing with him, though, and I think this is, I don't know, this is evidence of, a, of another phenomenon, but he, but he, they're saying, well, he's a producer of the movie, so therefore he's responsible for what goes on on set. Now, we all know mm-hmm. that Alec Baldwin okay. is probably a producer in this movie in name only. Right, like he's—is he really managing the ins and outs of 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 every single person that's hired hired no, on the set? You know, he's managing the do people around him. You know, they, he's yeah. not doing any of it. And you know, you know he's probably working on the creative parts sure. of the of the project. But he, you know, look, he's not a a legitimate. You know, he's not. He's a producer in name only. This, they give these titles to stars all the time, and that's burning him here. I, in some ways, I think this is the reverse phenomenon of what we see so often where a famous person gets treated super, super well and, and somehow gets off when you and I, like the Hunter Biden thing. We would never get away with, I mean, Jeff, you've done all the things Hunter Biden's done. You would never get away. <laughs> That's and correct. so many more. And so many more. Um, and, but you would never get away if they found your laptop. Obviously, someone, a, a police oh, officer finds yeah. your laptop, you're going to jail for you know centuries. But thank you, Jeffy, for not being naked anywhere near as many times as hunter biden that's well true. you haven't seen those no, I haven't, then right. thank you for thank that because we, we don't want to but I, I think this might be an example of the the alternate here where mm. he, because he's famous they're really throwing the book at him i mean one of the charges well, that's, that's is, what i mean he's just his leaders do it's just like okay we're yeah. charging this mm-hmm. guy yeah i think because he lied because he went on tv and ran his mouth like an idiot which yeah. obviously every attorney would tell him not to have done he screwed himself up. They brought more attention to this thing. and I think so. They're going after him. I mean, one of the charges is 18 months in prison, but there's a firearm escalation on it, which turns right. it not only from 18 months to five years, but makes the five years mandatory. Wow. Now, one of the satisfying parts of this, I will say, is this is the type of thing that he'd be all for that he would be all for this is a gun control law yeah the gun could make it impossible for the person who makes a mistake and has a gun yes well escalate it there and make it five years so we can yell at the gun owners who uh, where you know this happens all the time and it winds up burning liberals all the time the people who get affected by gun control laws are not the law-abiding citizen in rural you know uh iowa who who go to the NRA convention? Yeah. They're they're usually young minority people in cities who wind up getting burned by all these gun control laws because maybe they're not all that well versed. They're young. They take a gun from somebody they know. They do something stupid and they wind up getting ten times the penalty because right. of liberals throwing them in jail at eighteen years old until they're thirty. But in this situation is is kind of like the laws that Alec Baldwin argues for. Are the laws that might put him in prison yeah, for five for sure. years? 
And, that's kind of satisfying. And I, <laughs> I, yeah, you know, I you're it's almost, a, you're almost convincing. <laughs> <laughs> you're almost convincing me that I want him to do it. Is he going to go to trial? Probably not. I mean, they probably settle, right? He probably, he probably settles for you know a year probation and pays a big fine, and everybody walks away from this, right? Yeah. Gutierrez Reed, you know, probably goes to jail, does some time. She deserve that needs to happen. Yeah, she's the uh, armorer, right? Yes. Well, and it's interesting because there's three people here that are yeah, the one guy already pled out. Yeah, that's what I was going to get to, which is interesting because I think you can make the argument he's the most guilty here. He's the one that actually handed the gun. He's yep. the one that said it was a cold gun when it wasn't. Now, she should have been responsible enough to n- make sure there was no live Absolutely. ammunition on set. But she, as far as I understand in the story, did not actually approve this gun as cold to be handed to him at this there. time. Yeah, she it was the assistant there. director who did that. Yeah. And he's the guy who's now going to testify against Baldwin, yeah. and he no. got six months of probation. Right. He didn't get any jail time at all. Right. And I could think you could argue he was the worst one. Right. This is the same thing that happened in Enron. <laughs> the guy who <laughs> the guy who came onto the other side was like, I'll testify against it, my coworkers. Uh, it was Andrew Fastow. He got the least of the penalties, and he was, I, in my view, the most guilty. This happens all mm. the freaking time. The one thing I do want, though, and I, 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 I don't think Alex would be, you know, should be tried, and I think it's silly, but as long as we're, it's going to happen, I want the perp walk. Oh, yeah. I want him being arrested. And I, it, should, it shouldn't be like the, the perp walk from the car to the building. It should be like a three and a half mile per, per, per walk. They should just <laughs> drop him off in the middle maybe of the from, city. Maybe from his house in Vermont to New Mexico. <laughs> yeah, yes. And then, you know what? After that, let him go. Hey, oh, you know what? You're just, free now. Just a perp walk from 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 New Mexico back to his house. <laughs> <laughs> I can get on board for that. I think I could too. That would that be would, a fun. That would be. I fun. want. I want someone driving next to him oh, with a webcam. We've got to stream this, you know. And we get to all just tune in over a multi-week period as he tries to make it home from New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> that's the law that's how our legal system uh, should work awesome but if he goes up the river for five years for this can't we attribute some of them to him just being a douchebag yeah yes. yeah we'll just say yes. okay yeah it's probably not i'm not sure that's exactly justice but it's good enough because he's right. not a good guy no he's not remember You're when not. he called his 11 year old daughter a thoughtless I, rude little pig i did yeah. and you know <laughs> remember she, that? it was just announced yeah it was just announced that she's pregnant now she's gonna oh. have a baby and he's all happy that he's gonna be you know he's gonna have a granddaughter i think yeah and uh i was think i brought i was reminded of that phone call and i played the whole thing uh, it was bad, it's terrible. And yeah, I know. I guess bad. we've. I guess we've kind of. Forgiven. And now he's going to pay for it. We're okay. We're <laughs> kind. Of, we're okay with each other. I don't know how you ever get over that, though. Having your parent do that to you uh, as a child, as an eleven-year-old child, I don't know how you repair oh, that she's, damage. For she's real. been. She's talked about that before. Uh, Ireland. Yeah. Ireland. Baldwin. She. She moved on. Long time ago. I don't think so, though. She says I she did. I know. She might I know. have wounds from I know that what time, we said. but she, she moved on a long time ago. I mean, it's tough. Look, I have never... Uh, I've never heard anything like it, though. No, it was one of the worst things I've ever yes. heard a parent yeah. do. Yeah, uh, for sure. And now, of course, there's horrible mm-hmm. physical abuse that's worse than this. But, I mean, when you, he, he was just absolutely, you know... Uh, out of control. Out of control at this point. And, and you never say things like that to your children. No, hopefully he doesn't do that anymore. And, you know, it's been a long right. time. And, they can I, and on, he's volatile like that. He is. You just never know. Why when he's gonna snap why there's a good chunk of me that just doesn't believe his story on this i know you know and i, I don't know if that's fair but it's like he's so erratic mm-hmm. if so if this woman pissed him off for some reason 
You could totally see him. <laughs> I, I could totally see this happening in a way that it would explain these ridiculous charges. And they, maybe they have more mm-hmm. evidence than we know. You know, maybe they have maybe uh, witnesses that are going to testify that actually he was waving the gun around erratically. He was threatening. He was angry. And that's where this is going to wow, land. Maybe that, that's why they went I mean, this way. If that's the case, then. Then it's fine. Then you could get the five I mean, years. You have to. Yeah. yeah. He, even though, again, he, he probably didn't think he was going to kill this person. If you're being that, if that, that uh, negligent, mm-hmm. a lot of times it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if what your intent was. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we, we have to get the testimony of uh, the, the other person that was shot, right? The, the, the director that was shot that wasn't uh, fatally killed like Helena Hutchins, right? So he was there and he would be the one that would be uh, you know, a witness to what actually happened. Mm. Yeah, uh, and I'm sure there were quite happened. a few witnesses there, right? Uh, it's a movie scene you had. Well, they, director, this, was, this was some sort of practice scene, though, that they were going through to get the scene right. Yeah. So I don't think that I think they were the only ones mm. there mm. at the time. At least that's what they originally said. Maybe they weren't. Maybe that's other. You know, they do have more facts than that. If this was like the movie scenarios that Stu was talking about yesterday, where they used movie footage, tragic tragedies on the set, yeah. and then just put them in the movie. Would yeah. that be something? Someone gets killed on yeah. uh, in the middle the, of the shoot, and they just, just use it, it for the promotional <laughs> materials. So, like a guy I got mean, eaten by a shark. Crazy. They just changed the movie, the, the the name of the movie to Shark, and then <laughs> and then literally through the I mean, sh- and the used, guy used the bloody scene yeah. on the, on the promotional, promotional footage. Footage, yeah. No, okay. that's Incredible. Jeffy would totally okay. do that. Yeah, absolutely. His why, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you? It doesn't. We're honoring his work. First of all, we're honoring his work, his legacy. Triple eight nine hundred thirty yard. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More patent stew for Glenn coming up in just a short while. And make sure to subscribe to uh, whatever. Uh, Chewing the fat. Chewing the fat. fat you know, I guess you have to do that. Whatever. Uh, no matter how well you take care of your car, one of these still days. Still free, by the way. Is it still free? Yeah. Oh well. Mm-hmm. So now, as of right now, it is. Oh, it is okay. Could change any moment. So subscribe now. You get grandfathered in on the price on that? Absolutely, right okay. now. Okay, perfect. Um, okay, your car. It's going to need repairs eventually. We all know it. And if your luck is anything like Jeffy's, it's most likely going to happen a day or two after the warranty expires. 100%. That's how it works, right? I mean, your life is a giant shining example oh, of the worst case scenario. That light comes on immediately after that. Car Shield uh, is is there to protect you from the worst case scenario. They offer protection plans for around 100 bucks a month. All you got to do is choose the mechanic to do the work and Car Shield administrators handle the rest. It's incredibly easy to do and it'll save you so much hassle. You can also count on Car Shield to help take care of you when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Every protection plan uh, includes coast to coast roadside assistance, rental car options and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. You can lock in your price today and just like Chewing the fat, that price will never go up. It's impressive. Go to I carshield.com see. slash back. Carshield.com slash back. 800-227-6100 is the number. You'll save 20% on your plan right now. Carshield.com slash back or 800-227-6100. Check it out now. Carshield.com slash back or 800-227-6100 to save 20%. The Glenn Beck Program. Oh, you know what? Uh, had another celebrity death. There's been 
a ton of them lately, hasn't there? There has, and I I was hoping that uh, you did haven't uh, you know dedicated the entire show to him. I know how much you loved him. Oh, David uh, Crosby. David Crosby loved him. Uh, yeah. Dead at eighty one. Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young just can't get enough of them. <laughs> Am I the only one? Am I the only one in the room? No, you are not. The only okay, one. good, good. Because man, no, you are not. Love me some David Crosby, Crosby and some Stills and some Nash. And, and young, young too. Uh, yeah. Neil Young. Oh mm. yeah, great stuff. Awesome. What did uh, he die of? What happened? Uh, he was eighty-one. I, know, I mean, he's done heroin struck and down cocaine. In the prime of his life. <laughs> he's been gone to all kind of rehab. And... He's gone through I, several livers. I yeah. think like four. I think yeah. he's. <laughs> I think he's been through four or five livers. That's probably true. Yeah, I'm so, not really sure. <laughs> so, but we lost him. Yeah, we rest in peace. And I was surprised to see that um, Reed Hastings. Is resigning as from Netflix. Co- yeah, as co CEO of Netflix. Oh wow, that's pretty incredible. He's been a strong CEO for them. Yeah, brought him a long way. So I mean, Netflix was his baby, really. Yeah, yeah. Though he did yeah. try to sell it to Blockbuster for like eight dollars, and Blockbuster said no. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> kind of a big mistake. Kind by of a big mistake by Blockbuster, but also mm. would have been a big mistake by Reed Hastings. Yeah, uh, right. at the time they yeah. were trying. It was not eight dollars, but it was like you know a couple hundred million. I think it was a really small amount. Now, for well, it, compared to what it became, yeah, yeah. What it became at the yeah. time it was a you know it, it was huge. It was would have been a big thing. I mean, but, I know it's you know tough being a CEO of a you know huge company like that, but mm-hmm. would, one would think that perhaps there was a little behind-the-scenes business going on from Reed <laughs> to just step down like that. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, a little behind-the-scenes nor- business? Normally, when those CEOs step down like that out of the blue, eh, there's a little business going on that's going to be talked about. <laughs> I think Netflix has gone through some struggles over the past couple of uh, years. Yeah, they've that gone could through be. some struggles, all right. Yeah, from the girl down the hall. <laughs> Really? Yeah. By the way, we should yeah, point out inside Jeffy information. has no, no inside information. information. <laughs> He's speculating, That's and right. you should not sue anyone other than Jeffy if you want to read. We love you. We love your programming. Yeah, we think you're completely, completely <laughs> devoid of, well, any problems or scandals in your life. Right. But Don't Jeffy we? has yeah. other, no. other thoughts, apparently. Yes. Yeah. The Glenn Beck Program. American Society of Healthcare Pharmacists. Uh, this is the group. That tracks mm. the production of medications around the world. They declared a worldwide shortage of antibiotics, specifically amoxicillin. Now, that's kind of a big one. I don't know if you know that. It combats all kinds of infections. And in some cases, you can't get it right now. If you ask me, honestly, that's, that's a terrifying uh, picture of the future. Uh, the Jace case from Jace Medical is a great way to keep yourself prepared for the worst. It's a pack of five different courses of antibiotics that uh, you can use to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses like, you know, UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, and a lot more. It's a great way to be ready for shortages, and it's perfect for traveling. Um, so check it out at Jace Case. Uh, this is uh, something you can get right now to make sure you're prepared for the future. Don't get unprepared. Uh, don't get caught unprepared. Go to jacemedical.com. Use the offer code BEC10 at checkout for 10 bucks off your order. It's jacemedical.com. Offer code is BEC10. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details.
you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Pat and Stu for Glenn today. This is great news. The investigation into the leaker of the Supreme Court decision uh, is over now. And they've reached a conclusion. So that's, we'll get into that. We'll tell you about that. And, um, and more in 60 seconds. What's the one thing villains throughout history have all had on their side when the time came to spread tyranny? It's the same thing that the World Economic Forum has on its side this week in Davos. That thing is complacency. Enough people will do nothing for them to succeed. What do we do when the next bad guy comes along? Just sit there? Do we own nothing and we be happy about it? Well, where does it all end? What can we do about it? We need to educate ourselves. This is a long-term project, and our kids need to know the fundamental foundations of our country and our belief system. It's where the Tuttle Twins come in. Their new book, The Guide to Modern Villains, shows how 22 modern villains, people like Mao, rose to power. To celebrate the launch of their new book, the Tuttle Twins have their whole guidebook series on sale right now. If you go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, you can get these books right now on sale this week only. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get the books that will teach your kids important lessons. My kids love these books. We read them together all the time. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Uh, so the investigation into uh, who leaked the information on the Roe v. Wade uh, decision. Who who leaked that? Uh, they've, they've investigated it and could not figure it out. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe that's what they came back with. It's incredible. It is. <laughs> Can I, it really be that hard to figure that out? I mean, just think about this for a second. How does this document get to in the hands? What is it, Politico, I think, that actually printed it? Mm-hmm. How does it get in their hands? It wasn't like a reprint, like where someone typed it all out. Like, for example, maybe you're in front of a computer, you see it there, you're some staffer, you take fo- photos with your phone of a computer screen, and you, mm-hmm. so they can see the text. Send it over there. They reprint it, right? Like that. Could, this was the actual document. Yeah. So yeah. S- this document must have been either pulled off of a drive, sent by email or some other form, or um, printed out and a physical copy removed from the Supreme Court offices. That's pretty much it. Either way, or a hack, which is they did not out. They did com- not completely rule that out, but they did not see any evidence of a hack. So whichever method they used Mm -hmm. there's going to be traces left behind that you can track i would think so so how do they not track it back to the person who did it incredible now maybe they were so loose with this stuff that you know a bunch of different people had copies of the document and one of them brought it home made a photocopy and that was it you know it's possible Mm -hmm. but if so that's a real problem with security at the supreme court I mean, I, I no kidding. Again, I, I just I'm I'm flabbergasted by how how this is all available. It should not be possible to do any digital way would be traceable. You think if you're in if you're on the system of the Supreme Court, you have this document. Unless they're just emailing it around to a million different people, how could this get out? And then the fact that they can't come up with anything, no no leads, nothing, no information. Mm-hmm. They really came up with a giant zilch after almost a year of not knowing who this is, what happened, and everybody's waiting kind of with bated breath to find out, okay, when are we going to I I thought we'd find out I don't before Almost the act, yeah, yeah. Before the actual decision came out, before they officially released it, I thought they're going to find this person and 
and we're going to know soon. And we still don't? What was it, March? Was it March when that happened? Or May? It was either in March or May. And uh, hard to believe that Hmm. here we are going into February. Yeah, we investigated, couldn't find anything. So let me ask you an important question. All right. Are we there? Are we at the point where we get to start wildly speculating with conspiracy theories? Can I do it? Yes. Is it okay? I'm going to say is the yes. Time. This is the okay time. So, yes. Okay. So right. do you have a wild I conspiracy I do have one. Theory? Would you like to All hear right. it? I'd love to hear it. Okay. If, let's say, <laughs> not an aide, mm-hmm. not an intern, not a, just somebody who, ha- the, the janitor who works at mm-hmm. the Supreme Court, if it wasn't one of those people, and let's just say, it was an actual Supreme Court justice who just emailed it out of their account to somebody, to Politico directly. And let's just, I mean, for just speculation here, since that's what we're doing, mm-hmm. let's say that person's name was Sonia Sotomayor. Okay. <laughs> let's just say. That's, you're just picking a name, a name out of the nine. I could have said John Smith, you but could I picked have, but Sonia you Sotomayor. And John Smith isn't a Supreme Court justice, no. so that wouldn't have made sense. It wouldn't have made sense, but you know, I just came up with the first name that popped into my head. Okay, let's and that say, was the one. Yeah, let's not say not Clarence Thomas. Not Cla- no, I don't. Not no, no, I don't. Okay, no, I Sonia Sotomayor. <laughs> That's right. the name that fits this particular not wild John example. Roberts. <laughs> no, no. Okay, let's say Sonia Sotomayor emailed from her Gmail to Politico. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And they just put it in the in their publication. And after this investigation, that's exactly what they found. Let's just say that happened. Okay. This would be incredibly damaging to the Supreme Court. Yeah, wouldn't it? Because it's not just some aide trying to get attention or trying. Yeah. This is some uh, re- the reveal of such pathetic and blatant ideology that the person who would do such a thing should not even be on the Supreme Court in the first place. Should be impeached from the U.S. Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think, let's just say you had an institutionalist like uh, John Roberts, we'll call it, again, making up names. Mm -hmm. A a John Roberts. And it just so happened that a John Roberts happens to be the... uh, the Chief Justice of the Are U.S. You Supreme Court. Really? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know it's that. Weird. So it's weird. So it's weird you pick it. that name. I don't follow it. Okay. So let's just say <laughs> that uh-huh. when the investigation <laughs> came back, uh, the person who maybe was in charge, mm-hmm. John Roberts, says this would do too much damage to the court. We need to just throw this in the trash. Hmm. I, I'm not saying that that happened because, as I said, we are in a complete speculation period here mm-hmm. we're just making up conspiracy theories and and to be true about it i don't have evidence that this occurred i, I want to make no, sure i'm not just there, I'm there not is being speculation here. along those there lines there is though. speculation around those lines and i do not find it completely implausible that I, this is what happened i don't find it at all implausible it's more plausible than yeah we just find anything we, yeah we couldn't <laughs> find anybody I, yeah. I don't know what happened it's more plausible than that mm-hmm. it really is i i you know from the beginning, I I was very very suspicious of of Sotomayor and her aides. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, right off the bat, you know, mm-hmm. she is again in a different category than other liberal justices. She is an idiot. Yeah, she is not. Uh, yeah. She is not on the same. She's not in the same universe as Elena Kagan, who is very liberal but very smart. Yeah, you know this is a this is and Kagan has made some rulings or, or been part of rulings that have really surprised me. Yeah, a yeah. couple of times, but 
that almost never happens with the liberals in the court. Totally. It's exactly what this situation is. She, I mean, she's an embarrassment. She really is. She's an embarrassment to the court. Sotomayor. Sotomayor, not Kagan. Yeah. Kagan, yeah. again, it's liberal, but, uh, right. you know, respect, respect, you can respect Elena Kagan and have some credibility. You can't do that with Sonia Sotomayor. She's just terrible. I mean, she's, she's, she is. she's, inc- mm-hmm. she's just a, she is your run-of-the-mill, boilerplate, Huffington Post editor That's who's working sure. on the Supreme Court. That's exactly right. Like, she's just, that is who she is. And, you know, mm. it's it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And uh, so it fits exactly with what you'd think Sonia Sotomayor would do in this situation, having no respect for the institution, uh, just a liberal activist who found herself in a lifetime appointment in a job mm-hmm. she should not have. That's who Sonia Sotomayor is. I don't know if Katanji mm-hmm. Brown Jackson is, is that. I don't think she is. I don't know that she's maybe as you know talented or intelligent as Elena Kagan, but she seems to be smarter than Sonia Sotomayor by you know leaps and bounds. Again, I, I, Sotomayor is special, and she is a unique. A in un- her terribleness? Yes. She's uh, special uh, she, in her terribleness. Yes, she yeah, is unique. She, really is. she is not the normal liberal judge. You can't just put them all yeah. together. She is different. And I don't know. Speculating on her um, bending the rules, I don't think is crazy. Speculating on her thinking in her head, oh, well, this cause is too important. I must do something, blah, blah, blah. She's an activist. That's who she is. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't mm-hmm. think any of that is without without reason it's not wild uh, speculation from the point of there's no reason to believe it like if you were to say like people there are some people out there saying i think it was alito why the hell would alito do this this makes no sense why the hell would samuel alito (laughs) ruin his own ruling he wouldn't it doesn't make any sense at all they Mm -hmm. keep trying to come up with justifications why a conservative would do this and no one should do it if a conservative did do it, first of all, it's a really dumb move because you put mm-hmm. the entire thing mm-hmm. at risk. But, you know, okay, uh, if that happened, those people should be punished as well. Uh, I just, uh, you know, again, it's complete speculation, but Sonia Sotomayor probably just emailed this to Politico. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, 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 I have no I evidence to back it up, but I totally, it's one of those conspiracy theories. I would not be theories. surprised. I would not be surprised by it all. Yeah. Uh, it, it definitely could have happened. But, the official ruling? Uh, yeah, we can't find anybody who did this. So, hmm. Okay. That's really weird that there was no trace. Incredible. Somebody really good did this. I keep coming back to this, Pat, and there's no one who <laughs> relates to this more than you. Every time Pat Gray rolls through a stop sign, <laughs> he there's a cop there to catch him doing it. Yes! Right? This is what happens. Yes. Pat has had been pulled over 16 times just since we've been back here in texas just 16 in times yeah uh-huh and honestly times. like your pace has slowed at the beginning it, it, it has like, it was like eight times in the first year <laughs> it was really a lot i think it was literally right around there <laughs> yeah it really was <laughs> it's incredible but like i that's what i feel like it happens in my life if i mess something up if i if i speed if I roll through a stoplight, you get caught. I'm con- one day, Pat. I was coming back from a dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, it was relatively late at night on a Friday night. Came back home. Streets are empty. Not a lot of people around. I pull up to a light. You know, do I roll through it a little bit? Could take it while I'm taking my right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. a little bit. And the reason I know that is because about a week later, I got a picture <laughs> from the police officer in the mail that said you blew through this light, and then it linked. 
this is real, linked to, to a, a video. video of me rolling through yeah. the stop sign taking a right on red with no one around. Yeah. We and, stopped that in Texas, by the way, which is awesome. Oh, they did stop yeah, that? Yeah, they stopped it was doing, in Texas. They don't use the red light. They don't use the cameras at the at the lights anymore. Good. No yeah. wonder I haven't been getting tickets yeah. lately. Yeah, so you don't have to <laughs> worry know that. about that anymore. But like, if I can get caught doing that, Number one, how does no one find out this ruling? And number right. two, how does right. Hunter Biden get away oh with my God. having sex with 900 prostitutes while doing crack on camera? Right. How do these things happen? And and how does Joe Biden get away with saying, yeah, yeah, I've never talked to anybody about business with Hunter, including I've never talked to Hunter about his businesses. I don't even know what he did. I don't know what he does. How does he make a living? I don't know. And now even CNN is admitting, yeah, he he uh, he had meetings with uh, with business associates of Hunter Biden. Well, thank you finally for verifying that because we've been saying it for several years now. Really amazing. Do we have that report, Sarah? We we played it in the four minute buzz. It was a report from CNN, and and yes, they did say that. But I, I was actually impressed by cnn for going into some depth on this uh, you know uh, kind of amazing there is a change at some level at cnn we can maybe talk about this a little bit today because something's going on there where they're yeah. i think they're actually yeah, right. trying mm-hmm. to be better which is a big statement from me and from What's I the think name of their new the leader right. is it chris licht chris licht yeah yeah um, he I, he said from the beginning he was going to try to make changes because he didn't like the bias Yep, and he was going to get rid of the bias. And of course, we all looked at him and said, uh-huh. "We don't believe you." Right? Because um, uh, we we've heard a, that before. Let's take a break first. We'll come back yeah. on the other side with a CNN report. I think all of us love convenience. Everybody does. When it comes to feeding your dog, of course, the kibble food is the easiest way. It's it's easy. It's not necessarily expensive. It's cheaper. But the thing is, your dog isn't getting the nutrition they may need. The factory bakes everything good out of the food. So it's, you know, it's going to last on the shelf for years. You understand why they do it, but it's not the best thing for your dog. Rough Greens can help this. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic doctor Dennis Black that you sprinkle on the dog food. It's chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants. You name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in Rough Greens. And most dogs love it and will go crazy for it. I know my dogs do. I have a dog that's 174 years old, President Miles. And uh, man, he loves his Rough Greens. And I bet your dog will as well. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal for you right now. Go to roughgreens.com slash back. And they're going to give you your first trial bag free. That's right, free. All you have to do is pay for shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash back or 833-GLEN33. It's 833-GLEN33. Go to uh, roughgreens.com slash Beck today. 10 seconds, station ID. So we have the uh, CNN report where they actually go into uh, the business dealings that the president had with Hunter Biden's people. Yeah, listen to this. All right. Despite his denials, a CNN review of the laptop data, as well as other public material, shows that Joe Biden did interact with some of his son's associates while serving as vice president, Wait, though it's unclear exactly what was discussed. 
One example the Republicans cite, Miguel Aleman Magnani, a mm. Mexican businessman and son of the former president who Hunter was trying to woo. In 2014, Aleman Magnani and his dad were photographed at the White House with then-Vice mm. President Biden. In a later email, Hunter Biden reminds Alemani Magnani of the favors he's done for him. We have been talking about business deals and partnerships for seven years. I have brought every single person you have ever asked me to bring to the effing White House and the Vice President's House and the inauguration. Wow. Hunter Biden bluntly wow. acknowledged the power of the Biden name in a memoir, writing that the Ukrainian energy company Burisma, which put him on its board, considered my last name gold. Hmm. I bet they did. I bet they did. Yeah. I mean, that is more in-depth reporting on this matter than you've seen almost anywhere on the left or in the mainstream media. Right. I mean, Mm. the fact that email in particular shows that like Hunter Biden, we've talked about it, uh, you know, talk radio, but like, have you heard that anywhere else outside of conservative media pointing out that this guy said, not only have I done this one thing for you, I've been doing these things for you for seven years to win over your business and you've gone completely silent. I mean, Hunter Biden was pissed Yes, because he was using his name and his influence to secure business dealings. And in this particular instance, it didn't work. And he was frustrated about that. Uh, Good job for CNN doing this. Yeah. Um, You know, it's been, you know, look, you can't sit here and say that like you're like, oh, my gosh, they're going to be a great conservative network. It's not going to ever be Fox News. They're not going to be, you know, because you want to hear your side. They're not going to do that. But Um, I, I I am of the belief that a... A CNN that is not completely incompetent and a straight out arm of the Democratic Party mm-hmm. is a really good thing for America. I actually think mm-hmm. like if we could get CNN to be mildly competent, just not horrible all the time. That's the standard we're looking to beat. Not just you not could, horrible every second of every day. If you can get to that, that's a huge improvement. That doesn't seem like too much to ask. No. But it's been, you know, how long have they been this way? 20 years or more yeah. it used to be that cnn was a place where you could just go get news and you'd probably it would probably be liberal it would probably be left-leaning mm-hmm. however it would not be insane and i would think right. to, to to focus maybe put a finer point on this pat it's really the trump era thing that needs to be reversed everything yeah. from 2015 right. to uh, you know a few months ago yes it, it became so insane so and so mu- they just were like MSNBC but worse i always expect to get uh, a liberal tilt from cnn you know i mean rush limbaugh used to call it the clinton news network this is not new information mm-hmm. but we just need to go back to that level and i think that would be much better than where we are today and if we could get it to something that is just like kind of sane where you mm-hmm. see things that when when something really egregious happens on the you know to someone like Joe Biden like this Hunter Biden scandal they actually cover it they show you the emails they show you the clips in the book that 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 to prove what they're saying is not true mm-hmm. i don't need them to be my perfect news source but someone who could be mildly trustworthy some of the time. It'd be great. It would be great. And, and you know, there have been some moves that have indicated this could be happening, at least at some mm-hmm. level. Stephen Gutowski, who, we've, uh, you know, I've had on Studios America a bunch of times. I think he's been on, on the radio show as well. He's a guy. He runs um, the website, The Reload. Um, he is one of, one of the premier gun journalists in America. He covers the Second Amendment and gun news better than anybody. 
He legitimately is a great reporter on this, knows everything about everything. He's one of those guys. Mm -hmm. He's the type of person, there's no way they would allow him on CNN five years ago, four years ago, three years ago. They hired him as a contributor. Now, I haven't seen him that often on (laughs) CNN yet. Fingers crossed. But they, the fact that they actually hired him and then took a huge beating from it's the left step. is a good step. Yeah. And more of that type of thing would actually be a good thing for the country. And honestly. right now, I don't know if this would be a good thing, but they are trying to follow uh, Fox News's Greg Gutfeld move. You know, yeah. They're trying to get a, a comedian to do a news program, which may be less irritating. I don't know. If you uh, find the right person, it could be you interesting. find the right guy, but they're talking about Bill Maher. Eh, Trevor Noah would be awful. Arsenio Hall has already said he's not interested in that. But uh, John Stewart, I think, is already under contract to somebody. So, um, well, so is Mar, I would assume. With and his, so yeah, is Mar. He just resigned. But but, but Mar is an interesting profile. Where yes, he'd true. be liberal, but at least at sometimes he calls out the other side. Uh, that's all. That's yes, all you he need. Does. That's what just you need. Just don't be completely insane. Yeah. So we'll see. What are we asking Maybe for? Maybe it'll here? get better. Mm-hmm. The Glenn Beck Program. Have you ever thought to yourself, I'm just so tired of being tired? You know, kind of that feeling that you're, you get when you're you know, staring at the ceiling, counting sheep, or waking up with raccoon eyes from tossing and turning all night. I want to tell you about a new product from Relief Factor. It's called Relief Factor Sleep. It, just like the re- regular Relief Factor uh, that you take for pain, Relief Factor is, Sleep is 100% drug free. Uh, with this blend of natural ingredients, it's designed to promote healthy sleep. By reducing anxiety and distress and improving mood and promoting relaxation. The first bottle is only $19.95, 20 bucks to get the you know, feeling of complete relaxation and contentment as you drift away to dreamland. Ah, yes, dreamland. And then you feel refreshed. You feel rejuvenated the next morning. Why not give this a shot? And so many people have problems sleeping and taking a step like this can make a huge difference in your life. Unleash the power of great sleep by calling 800, the number four, relief. 800, the number four, relief, or go to relieffactor.com. It's relieffactor.com. Dream big and sleep tight with Relief Factor Sleep. It's 800, the number four, relief, or relieffactor.com. It's Relief Factor. Get your Glenn Beck, Stuper Gear, Steve Dace, Chad Prather, and me, Pat Gray. Listen to all your favorite conservative voices at blazetv.com. Use the promo code Glenn. Uh, it's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. 888-727-BECK. Uh, John Kerry was at Davos. I really love the full court press right now on the climate change situation. I don't know why they seem like they they seem like they're really confident that they can get this stuff done now. They seem like okay, we're there. We need to really press and just tell mm-hmm. people, yeah, we got we need we need 100 trillion dollars. 100 trillion to to fix this problem. Really? You're going to are you really going to change the climate for 100 trillion dollars? Because I think you're just going to be throwing good money after bad, and it's going to be a disaster, and you're going to wreck the economies of virtually every nation, every capitalist nation on Earth. And uh, the climate is going to do what the climate always does. And that is, it changes. It goes in cycles. Sometimes it's going to be a little bit warmer. Sometimes it's going to be a little bit cooler. Uh, that's, That's just what we have. Right now it's warmed. 
is it 0.9 degrees Celsius over 100 years? Give or take, yeah, it's right around there. There's, a, of course, a margin uh, of error around that number. Yeah. Uh, which is um, more than the projected benefit of these climate policies. So it, if the margin of error is wrong, we might wind up with the same basic number that we have now, <laughs> even if we succeeded with all of this. And I love the fact that the catastrophe right now on that 0.9 degree increase is that we have more food. Uh, what a catastrophe. Stop it. Because what happens when the climate warms a little bit? You you grow more food. I mean, when it's freezing cold, you're not going to grow any food or very little of it. And that's why, you know, people had problems in the Middle Ages because it was colder during the Middle Ages. They had it a, what they call a mini ice age. And you know what happened? They grew less food. You're kidding me. That didn't turn out good for people. Mm. Not it didn't turn out well you know, at all. It's weird because when I go to the grocery store, the refrigerated you know section has tons of food in it. <laughs> so the right. freezer it's, section, mm-hmm. there's lots there. So you're saying that cold weather does? I, mean, I think there's evidence to, to support it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're right. Like having one of the things mm. where we know that, like when when the weather heats up, it's usually better for people. Right. That's usually it is because a lot of the more people die of cold than they die of heat in the world by a a large margin. So when you when you have temperature rising, Mm -hmm. you find people in cold temperatures dying less often. And you have even if you do have some people who are dying more frequently in um, in warmer temperatures, the offset by the other side of it, that equation is more than enough to cover it. And it's three huh. or four times as many. Um, so that's, a, again, when you're talking about just human life, generally speaking, and, and the UN mm-hmm. says this, for multiple decades into the future, likely the overall um, consequence of all of this stuff is probably Positive. good. Yeah, it's probably yes. good because you'll see less people dying of cold. You'll see yeah. um, certain areas that are highly populated um, you know, ending up in situations where they have more temperate climates. Food can grow more easily. Uh, obviously, you know more CO two in the atmosphere, more CO two for plants. Good thing for crops and and other uh, related food items. So, a lot of this is like it, you know. And again, they 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 say then it's going to get worse and we're all going to die and eventually this turns against us. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We will see on that one mm-hmm. because I, you know. I mean, I did a segment a few months ago about this, but China one day just announced they're like, hey. Um, not it didn't make barely made the papers here in the united states for all these climate people you see greta every time she gets arrested it's in the papers everywhere everyone's seen the video they yeah. they were like hey by the way we're gonna uh, reverse one of our previous uh, coal cutbacks we're gonna we're gonna increase our coal consumption <laughs> and this was like <laughs> i should find the exact numbers but it's it was enough to wow. wipe out almost every program that we had going on any climate. gains that any gains happened. that we would get from sacrificing were wiped out were by wiped this. out by this one announcement uh-huh. in this one country okay. by this one dictator Good. that we have no power over whatsoever in fact if anything he seems to have power over us it's just amazing to me and it's no one even noticed it because they don't actually care about this yeah it's got nothing to do with the climate there are people, there are scientists who are legitimately worried about the climate. There are, you know, some activists might believe that. But when you're talking about politicians, you're talking mm-hmm. about people like Al Gore, as he's screaming at everybody in Davos this weekend, realize what he wants is personal enrichment. Yep. And personal power mm-hmm. and a large overarching government system to be able to control not just America, but the entire 
world with policies that look a heck of a lot like democratic socialism. Yeah. There are those who say that he is a climate billionaire and that he's become a billionaire because of his climate activism, because he invests in the things he talks about. And so he pushes those. Uh, do you remember how people treated Glenn when he talked about gold and they yeah. said, he invested in gold? Well, yeah, he says that on every commercial. Of right. course he's invested in Why isn't it the same with Al Gore? And it's a little, it's it's much, much worse with Al Gore, I believe. Much because, worse. Because you know, I think you're right. It's fair to say, if he really <clears throat> believes in these climate causes, really believes in solar panels, for example, mm-hmm. him investing in a solar panel company is not something... As a capitalist, I can really criticize wholeheartedly. I can mm-hmm. criticize his hypocrisy on it. Yeah. But like honestly, like if you believe that solar panels are good and that they're the future, then you invest in them. Then you invest in them and you make money. Fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. The problem here is with people like Al Gore, is they get these high these prominent roles in the climate movement. They make these speeches, they make the documentaries, they make the appearances. And then a new solar panel company comes in and they say, Hey, Al. Why don't you talk about our company? Why don't you, why don't we, we're going to put you on our board. We're going to give you equity in this company to show that you support our solar panel company. You know, this stuff happens all the time with figures like Gore. I don't have any you know, details on a specific contract with Gore, but this stuff happens all the time with big time activists like this. Mm-hmm. They get put on the board and they get equity in the company. So they're not even investing. They're being gifted large amounts of equity at either zero or very low cost so that their investment can't fail Mm -hmm. unless the company completely collapses which uh, so many times it does but sometimes it doesn't (laughs) and if you sell a bunch of solar panels and you you know because you're sitting on a board you have a giant amount of equity in this company and then they sell it that's how you become a climate billionaire it's not by like oh my 401k is invested in esg funds that's not how this occurs Mm mm-hmm so we don't know for sure how much money he has, but it's but guaranteed it's a lot. Who put it right around a billion dollars? I mean, Jeez. he just from the sale of what was his dumb network called? It was uh, uh, yes, whatever he sold current. It. Yes, current. current. He sold current for five hundred million dollars to the United Arab Emirates. You might recognize that as a a big OPEC oil company uh, country. Incredible, and you know. I, he personally didn't it put all of that in his own bank account. There were other investors and whatnot, but he made something like $200 million from just that sale. And which was, again, the, the network was a complete failure. Yeah. It didn't even work. And by the way, then I, uh, they complete bought failure. it. It was, wasn't and then it they Al, put on Al Jazeera. Uh, Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera America, which then failed. Yes. So it didn't even turn into anything. You remember the first idea for current TV? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? When they put it on the air, it it didn't it wound up eventually being like a typical left wing news network. Mm-hmm. But when they first put it on the air, it was essentially YouTube. It was like really? P, like you could send that. in your own video uh-huh. of you doing a report on your local town and some environmental scandal that you've uncovered, and you'd send it into them. They just put it on. <laughs> like it was like that was really the design of it initially. And that didn't work. It didn't work. Huh. I mean, YouTube worked. Weird. But I guess like when you when you have a choice of 10 billion videos, you might find something good where on current they yeah. are just, you know, there's only one to look at and it was not usually good. But so the, these people, I mean, that's absolute hypocrisy. That's not being consistent when you uh, benefit from an oil rich company, when you're absolutely wholeheartedly opposed to every 
every oil uh, investment or every oil company and you don't want anything to do with oil and gas and then you benefit to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars it's, it's there's that's a problem although he doesn't have to face those problems because nobody talks about it you know the mainstream media just left it alone they're like ah, oh, yeah he made some money on the sale of current hmm good for him <laughs> so these people are, are making plenty of money and they're just the hypocrisy shows all the time and at Davos, John Kerry's walking down the street, and you've got the same reporters who went after uh, uh, Albert Borla from Pfizer uh, on the streets of Davos, asking John Kerry questions about his air travel. Here's what happened. Secretary Kerry, do you think that the high price of natural gas is actually a helpful thing to get uh, people to transition to a green economy? I'd love to talk about it, but I just can't are. do it How on the run. Uh, justify being here <laughs> when you yourself take private jets. Can you answer that? But you've taken a private jet before. <laughs> no, but you've taken a private jet before to collect a climate wa- climate change award. You have done that. I fly commercially. Exclusive. <laughs> is that true? No, it is not. I didn't think so. No, it is not. He takes private jets often. And he was asked about that in the past, and his response was, I'm not going to be put on the defensive for my air travel. Oh, okay. I just showing what an elitist he is. Well, that answer is being you are on the defense. You're <laughs> sounding very defensive of, for not being defensive. You really are. Yeah, yeah. And you're just proving proving the guy's point. Yeah, so I I do I do take private jets, but that's because I'm better than you are. Yeah, that's I'm, the real I'm answer. Better than you. That's that is, the real answer. That's the real answer. He said that he said this, and I think we played it earlier this week on the show. Where he kind of just goes in and just says, yeah, you know, th- aren't we amazing? We're like really amazing people. Yeah. Do you believe how amazing we are? Thank God we're here. Because if we weren't we're here, we planet. wouldn't be able to save the planet. Isn't yeah. it amazing that we're all together? Incredible. It's really, it's really fantastic. That's really what, that, that's, that's their real opinion. The real opinion is they are better than you. Mm-hmm. And therefore they get to do these things. And thank God mm-hmm. they're here to restrain you from doing what you want to do. Now, you little people, you should be living in mud huts. But we are so important that we need our 15,000 square foot homes. We need that. Yeah. You know? Of course. Because, uh, again, we're, we're just better. 888-727-BECK. More patents due for Glenn coming up. So overturning Roe versus Wade was really just the beginning of everything we have to do to reclaim our country from the scourge of abortion. It's true. And really, all all overturning Roe versus Wade did was allow us to actually have an argument about this. Previous to this, they, the left was in a position where they could just win the argument every time, just saying, Supreme Court, Supreme Court, Supreme Court. Now that that's been overturned, all this means is now we can have the conversation. Now we can pass laws to change these things. But really... Laws will not do the entire work for us. It's important that we talk about about you know telling convincing people. Persuasion is a real big part of this. And one of the easiest way to persuade a mother who's thinking about an abortion is to just have her meet her child. Have her meet her baby in the womb via an ultrasound. This is what uh, Preborn does, and Preborn is a great organization. They've saved tens of thousands of babies just this past year alone, just with your help uh, from the Glenn Beck program and, and the Blaze. Uh, Preborn can help a mother hear, uh, hear the, the heartbeat of her child in the womb 
and then also help them after the child is born. After they choose life, they're there for everything they need afterward. It's just a great organization. They're t- we're talking about two years of assistance, baby clothes and car seats and all that stuff that makes it so difficult. They can make it easy for that mom to choose life. One ultrasound is just 28 bucks. That's the cost of a dinner to save a life. You can get involved today. Just dialed pound 250 and use the keyword baby. It's pound 250 and the keyword is baby. Or you can donate securely at preborn.com slash Beck. Preborn.com slash Beck. All gifts are tax deductible and 100% of your donation goes to saving babies. This is sponsored by Preborn and you can donate now at preborn.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. As we've been saying all week, please, uh, if, if as Stu said yesterday, if you are a praying person, um, I know Glenn and his family, Tanya, and the kids would really appreciate your prayers for them because they, they need it right now, uh, going through some trials, and uh, it's, been, it's been tough. So hopefully he returns on, on Monday. Uh, that would be my guess. Uh, all right, coming up this weekend is the divisional round of the NFL football playoffs. And you must be pretty excited. Stu, the, the Eagles have had a great year. An amazing year. Yeah. <laughs> what I are mean, they, 14 and 3? Is that where they wound up? 14 and 3. However, with their starting quarterback, 14 and 1. And I, of course, would point out the one game they lost there was a fluke. And that's um, kind of interesting because you weren't a big uh, Jalen Hurts supporter I, at the yeah, yeah. at the start, were you? I, I'm open. I was open to him being yeah. uh, a really good quarterback. I wasn't sure that he was going to be though. I, I will say he's a great guy. I mm-hmm. love him as a as a human being. He just seems like he's like it's what you want out of everybody. He's just the ultimate like down to business, you know, guy. Like they had, they gave him a day off. Because they had they won you know the first uh, the one seed and so they had a week off and mm-hmm. they he had a they gave the team a day off hey go relax and he he actually made the coaches come back in and watch film <laughs> really <laughs> on the day off wow and they were like well I guess we can't say no to this I mean like you know, our quarterback is asking but I mean yeah. he's that type of guy all the time he never takes credit for anything it's awesome he, he always. Every when they win games, he's like, "We should have played better." He he has it's like a military mindset, and I and I love that. I love that out of a player, you know. Yeah, it's just discipline, and he has improved every single year. We've been aware of him as a player, and this year maybe the biggest leap of all. He, I mean, he looks. I mean, he's, he I still think should be the MVP of the league. I mean, he was. Everyone mm. acknowledged he probably was winning it when he got hurt. He missed two games. But they lost both of those games. They were the number one seed in the NFC without those games. Kind of shows how valuable he is, doesn't it? Like (laughs) they needed to win fourteen games to get the one seed. Yeah. So did so did the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, which would be the other guy who's being discussed here. But it took Mahomes seventeen games to win fourteen. It took Hurts (laughs) fifteen. Like, why are we punishing him because he missed the other two games? Who cares? Good point. So, I don't know. I, it'll be interesting to see. Probably Mahomes will win it, but I think I do think Hurts deserves it, frankly, um, even though Mahomes is obviously the best quarterback in the league and fantastic. I mean, Hurts, I think, deserves it. It's going to be an interesting week, and i got to deal with all the Cowboys fans around here, too, which is yeah, always yeah, a problem. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't normally... I mean, Bro- I'm a huge Brock Purdy fan going into this weekend. <laughs> 
I, I, all I could do is talk about Brock Purdy and those San Francisco 49ers. Oh, love yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, love yeah. them. The Glenn Beck Program. to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Today featuring Pat and Stu. Apparently there's some, is there egg smuggling going on? Uh, yes. Oh, I'm no. glad we're finally going to talk about it. Wow. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to avoid it. You have been? Yeah. Because you're with you're with Big Egg. Yeah. I've I've loved Big Egg my whole life, mm-hmm. so uh, I like to eat them. You know, you know how many eggs go into the making of Kexi cookies? I don't, I don't I know. I don't, don't know. I don't know either. But I just thought <laughs> it seems like you're the but type of person, probably several, who's in you know, bed with big dairy, big, egg, big, big butter, egg, big butter. Yeah, that's you. Yeah, that's why we get the discounts. They're only four times the price <laughs> they were a year ago. <laughs> that's wow. You're because yeah. usually it's like eight or nine times. I know. Well, we got uh, much more, uh, and the egg scandal coming up. If you want, you don't want to be in bed with big egg and big dairy, do you? No. Well, where's the meat that you, uh, of course, are putting on your table? Where does it come from? And you know, I don't mean which store. I mean, where do they get it from? The frustrating truth is not not everything, which you know, people claim comes from America, actually does come from America. And if buying meat that's sourced from local farms right here in America is something that matters to you, then you really, really need to try out Good Ranchers. Not only is all of their meat grown here in the U.S., but it's amazing quality. Right now, you can get over two pounds of chicken in every box for a year when you subscribe. I mean, that's, that's a big deal. GoodRanchers.com. If you want to start the year off right, change the way you buy your meat by switching to Good Ranchers. Make sure to subscribe today and use the code GLEN to claim your free chicken for a year and 20 bucks off your first box. Check it out. It's Good Ranchers, American meat delivered, GoodRanchers.com. Pat and Stu for Glenn with uh, traffic and weather together every eight minutes on the force. <laughs> uh, the entire show. Really? So, yeah, we we are committed to getting you there on time. Mm-hmm. So that's like, why we do it every eight minutes and, on the force. Nobody else does that. And if you're sitting in traffic right now and you're looking at the cars in front of you, you mm-hmm. need us to tell you that you're in traffic. <laughs> yes. You know, you, yes, you do. What would you do without us? Uh, suffer. Suffer on freeways. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, or you might use ways. streets. Or you might. You might use ways as well. Yeah. But we don't but, know how to calculate the eight minutes on the four thing, so we're just going to keep doing it. <laughs> And not try to figure it out. So tell me about the egg scandal that I'm not familiar with. Well, it's really... Uh, egg napping? It's is really, that what you said? No. No. No, Pat. No. Okay. Egg smuggling. A smuggling. Now, okay. our border, we're having a little bit of an issue here at the border. I don't know if you've heard of this. The what? The southern border? The southern border of the United States. There's problems? Yes. Because Alejandro Mayorkas told me the border the border was secure. Yeah. That's his, his exact words. What does secure mean? Do we know? Is there, has anyone ever explained? Yeah, what? they've shut it down. It's almost okay. airtight. Airtight. Air can't even can't even escape Mexico into the United it's States. It's not a synonym for porous or open. No. Okay. Because no. I, I didn't think so, but no. Mm-hmm. maybe that would explain his 
his announcement there. Yeah. Um, right now they're saying the border, it, we have fentanyl coming over the border. We have oh, yeah. potential terrorists, criminals yeah. coming across the border. Yeah. We have uh, lots of people, Pat, most, almost all people who are just here for a better life. Yes. Running from families, treacherous families. governments mm-hmm. in Mexico. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And Venezuela and Honduras and such, and they're just—it's mm-hmm. it's a asylum. Don't forget that. Man, a lot Manawa, of people coming. Manawa, from, Nicaragua. Yes, Manawa, Nicaragua. Why, why are you saying it like that? You're because just, that's how you have to say it. When you it, speak English, you don't have it. That's true. But I am an English speaker. But when you come to a Spanish name like that, then you know you have so to what, go with the wait, Spanish use this pronunciation. In a how does this work? I'd be like. Uh, Four people were killed in rioting today in Manawa, Nicaragua. Be like that. Really? Yeah. yeah. And then you just go back to the regular accent after. And then you just go back to after. regular uh, American after that. Yeah. I, I will say that is really an annoying trend. <laughs> it is, it is an annoying it. trend. Just say, mm-hmm. just say Managua, Nicaragua. Right. But they don't. Managua, Nicaragua. Managua, Nicaragua. I just can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't take it. Okay. So, um. The border, a lot of stuff coming across, and now there's a new culprit, a new thing that border guards are having to look for, because with eggs topping $8 a dozen, we're now seeing Shh. eggs being smuggled across the border. My gosh. <laughs> They're actually really? not drugs, but eggs. Now, eggs, again, you get you used to get 12 of them for like $3, not that long mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Now, it's over $8. There's been a 108% increase in... In eggs confiscated at ports of entry in the last four months, according to Border Patrol. Uh, Customs officers have seen rising cases in the last week or so where eggs were not declared or and then discovered during an inspection. And this happens, this could be you know, up to a $10,000 fine for repeat offenders. Now, of course, the reason why you look at this across the border is, you know, you, you want to make sure there's, you know, there's agricultural checks that go on and make sure that some of the food is safe and you know, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Um, but now they're saying um, eggs can be sold south of the border for $3 for a 30-piece box. So a 30-egg container is $3 in Mexico. Here, 12 eggs are $8. Wow. Now, one of the things we've heard from the Biden administration throughout this inflation situation Mm -hmm. is that it's really a worldwide problem. This is, you know, as you know, part of the Putin price hike. Yes. Right. But like, does the Putin price hike not affect Mexico? Does that why? Yeah. I don't Apparently understand not. why we're the ones paying eight dollars for eggs, but that's not happening in Mexico at all. Wow! And certainly the prices Weird. are lower, but they're not going up as much either in in Mexico. I mean, do you believe we're at a point where people are smuggling eggs? That's yes. a, that's a <laughs> good yes. idea. Bo- I mean, that, and that's two parts, right? It's po- both the eggs. And their price going up, which, mm-hmm. okay, you want to understand that part of it. But the other part is it's easier to get in. So people are coming across the border with cartons of with eggs. eggs. But they're so so mm. infrequently being stopped if they want to get through that we're just getting, we're getting flooded with omelets from south of the border. <laughs> so another thing to look out for, Pat. Okay. Thank you for that mm-hmm. uh, safety tip. Because I will be looking for, I will be looking out for it. Uh that would be a hard item, I would think, to uh, smuggle across the border because you got to be so careful with them, yeah. right? Uh, they're they, breakable. 
They are breakable. Yeah. That's why they, like, in school, they give your, you know, a kid an egg and you have to take care of it for the weekend and, (laughs) you know, without fail, it breaks in your car. Like a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's, uh, you're right. I would say eggs, not a good idea to smuggle. No. But that's, that shows how high the prices are. Yeah. The fact that they can actually make this profitable is pretty, pretty amazing. Doesn't it seem to you that also the price of gas, while it was, you know, sky high for a while, over five bucks a gallon in many places, and then it went down a little bit, you know, not to not to prior uh, Biden levels, but it, it went down to a much more reasonable level. And now it's going right back up again. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true, actually. Um, now... The gas prices in the last, let's see, couple of weeks, I'm looking at the chart here now, Yeah, are up about 30 cents on average. In just the last couple of weeks? Just the last couple of weeks. Pretty cons- uh, pretty significant uh, Is that rise. Putin's fault again? Is, well, is it's a Putin? Putin price hike. Yeah. Okay. Now, I should point out that it did drop to a low point uh, for the Biden administration. So, to give you kind of the history here, it went up to about $5 a gallon. Uh, this is in summer, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. June. And it's fallen pretty consistently uh, since then, and came down to a little bit above three dollars. So the national average was a little above three at three dollars. Yeah, and now it's back up to about three forty. It was one from three hundred five to three forty or so in the last couple of weeks. We should point though that at no other time in um, let's see, as long as this, this chart goes back 10, 10 years, no other time since gosh two thousand fourteen. Have we seen prices as high as the low of the Biden administration? Mm. So back in the Obama administration, we saw mid $3 range, which is about where it is right now. At its peak in the Obama administration, we saw a mid $3 range. It was much lower than that at other points. In fact, it got down to, you know, gosh, $169 at one point. Rose up. It was very low throughout the entire Trump administration until almost, I mean, literally almost like the day Joe Biden took over. Mm-hmm. In between the, the election and the day Joe Biden took over, it started to kind of skyrocket and went from $2 a gallon to $5 a gallon. And it's now bounced back to $340. But again, $340 is Jeez. higher than anything we've seen in a decade. Yeah. It's really... It's, it's so it, much higher than, than when Trump left office. Yeah. Trump left office, it was about 2 bucks a gallon. And it was lower than that when he was when when the election happened. So like in November, mm-hmm. uh, it was I think about a dollar eighty seven or something. Yeah, that was the low. That was in the yeah. mid twenty twenty. Okay. Now of course twenty twenty is a weird year. Uh, mm-hmm. You got the, the the that's it really bottomed out around the peak of COVID at about a buck seventy give or take. Mm-hmm. Ran up to about two dollars, but was around there for a while. I mean, remember they, at that point. The economy had started to recover. People were going back to work. Yeah. There were still blue states kind of in shutdown mode, but most people were out of it. I mean, red states were completely out of shutdown by then. You know, I go, look, you look back at that timeline, mid-April, I mean, April, or excuse me, March 11th is the day that kind of was, I don't know, thought of as maybe the, the real start of the peak of the pandemic. It was the day that the NBA canceled uh, all their games and their season. Um, Donald Trump came out, did the two weeks to, to slow the spread thing which turned into six weeks to slow the spread. And, mm-hmm. you know, some people will joke and say, well, and then it turned into six months to slow the spread. And in some places <laughs> it did. But I will say in Texas, it did not. I mean, I, you know, yeah. on May 1st, 2020, I I went out for indoor dining with my family in Texas. May 1st, 
2020. Mm-hmm. I say that to my friends who live in like New York. They're like, wait, you did what? <laughs> I know. May 1st, 20, May 1st, 2020, they opened up restaurants at 25% capacity. Remember thinking about this stuff? Yeah. Oh my gosh, is this 25% or 50% capacity? Um, they, they opened them up. Uh, the restaurant right out, I left work, did the show here that day. Mm-hmm. And I know you and I did the show here the entire time. We never... We never had the shutdown for us. Right. We were, quote unquote, uh, necess- essential. essential employees, which is like the biggest joke in the world. Us ranting about nonsense. <laughs> that's essential. Come on. Uh, but we came in and did the show here every day. And when I left work here, mm-hmm. uh, my family met me at the restaurant and we went out to the restaurant that night. And that was about as long as my wife could have taken it. I think one more day without without restaurants and interaction with human beings, she it would have been, it would have been cataclysmic. Yeah. And that would not be good. It was weird. It was weird, Pat, going through that. Being out even at a restaurant then was strange. It was strange. But, you know, people did it. Hopefully we won't go back to that. I don't Um, think we are. Yeah. But I mean, they're trying to build up the Chinese situation as if it could spread and be bad really super bad here again. Yeah. Uh, because of their situation, which, you know, I I don't know. They're still saying how many deaths have they had in China? It's like 5,000 or something. Uh, 5,200. They updated, though, that that last week, and they said there was an additional 60,000. Uh, well, they actually yeah, admitted to 60,000 60, deaths. And it that's must be just, 6 million then. Yeah, I know. It must be really bad. And that's just since they opened up the zero COVID stuff. So into like two months, wow. they are, they're admitting to 60,000. They do wow. believe, by the way, it is in the millions in, in reality. But, of course, China's government is not going to tell us it that. It has to be, right? Yeah. It has to. I mean, if we had what 1.1 or 1.2 million deaths they had to have multiples of that yeah of course because everything they've done they did shut down obviously a lot more strictly than than we did especially after that first six months or so well there were reports that people were being welded into their homes yeah it's pretty serious yeah and like you know we we talk about uh, lockdowns not being effective and they're not effective for multiple reasons but, like, if you could theoretically hermetically seal everyone in their apartments, I guess they probably would be effective. We don't, not, we don't allow that in our Constitution. <laughs> uh, we don't want to allow that. You know, the question is, is it worth it, right? Yeah. Is it worth yes. it for a society to completely shut down and, you know, ruin the economy mm-hmm. to try to make zero COVID if a thing? If it saves one life, Stu, yeah. it's absolutely worth it if it saves one life. That's not, I mean, that's not how you make societal decisions. <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to save, if it was to save one life, it's worth it. Okay, so the speed limit's now three. Yeah, right. Right, you'd exactly. save a lot of lives. A lot. More than one. More than one, for mm-hmm. sure, if the speed limit was three. Mm-hmm. But, of course, you have two things that happen when you set a speed limit of three. People say, screw you. Even mm-hmm. the Chinese people said this. People who are under the arm of a dictator a people who know the government can punish them and make them disappear at any time. Even they said no. They said no and said, we're done with this, rose up against the government. And really, I, you know, I was, I was reading a thing that was pretty detailed about this transition uh, from China. And I don't know that people understand how bizarre this was. They were two weeks before this transition from zero COVID saying how great zero COVID was, how brilliant it was. Mm-hmm. These protests right, start up. Make they kind of make some noise, and China's government really folds. They not only reverse the zero COVID policy, but basically turn off the entire apparatus that was enforcing it. Wow. Like for example, when you're in China, wow. you had to have daily tests. All they got rid of all that. They got rid of the testing facilities. They turn they they stopped using the app 
that you had to carry around to say if you were positive. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you had positive, you got near someone else, it would alert them. And they had all that surveillance in place and basically turned it off, you know, kind of ripped the Band-Aid off. And the issue with them, of course, is at some level, they've controlled the spread of the virus. We don't know what that level is because, mm -hmm. of course, they're liars. But a lot of old people who lived there didn't, hadn't had the virus at all. And many of them had mm. no treatment, no preparation, no immunity. So when this so is spreading around, when it comes back around, oh on them. yeah. And yeah. when you have something like Omicron, which really mm. spreads quickly, it's going to be ugly. There, they're going to have real, real problems. The COVID, the no, the COVID zero thing was never a good move. It never was. Mm -hmm. I mean, you want to argue the first couple of weeks while we're try trying to figure out what the heck's going on? Okay, you can make that argument. I don't think constitutionally you can make that argument, really. But okay, you can make the argument. I think a lot of people. And we saw this happen. People went into lockdown before the government told them to. They were like freaked out. They wanted to get the hell out of out of uh, Dodge and go back to their houses and wait to see what was going on. All the you know mobility data from cell phones shows you know, there's a huge drop off of people just going to work mm -hmm. be long before the government said anything about it. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More in just a minute. The most closely watched indicator of a recession, Business Insider, is blaring its loudest warning in 40 years. We're witnessing the steepest inversion of the yield curve between the two-year and the 10-year treasuries since 1980. Pat, can you just explain that to the audience, uh, how that works? <laughs> yeah, another time. I don't, I don't no, think we have, have time. the time we have to time. devote to that. It'll have to be... No, we have plenty of time right now. I need at least 15 solid minutes. 15 minutes straight. Really? So we okay, we'll do, we'll do right that here. after the bottom of the okay, hour. Okay, yeah. uh, <laughs> basically things are not looking so great our future uh, financially could be into a short-term maybe long-term issues you need to think hard about your investments and maybe think about gold and silver it's time to get serious about protecting yourself and your family from financial calamity if and when it sets in goldline has two specials going on now and today's the last day first goldline is offering six percent in free promotional medals with every qualified self-directed ira acquisition you complete this month did you know you can put gold in a retirement account like a traditional IRA or old 401k, Roth, and more? Second, with the purchase of every gold legal tender bar card, you will also receive, at no additional cost, 25 silver Mind Your Business bars for free. It's a really good deal. Check it out. Get all the information. Do your own homework and call them at 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. Or go to goldline.com. It's goldline.com. 10 seconds, Station ID. Stu for Glenn, Glenn Beck program. Uh, hey, finally, it's been probably, I don't know, 15, maybe 20 minutes since the last billion dollar uh, bill was passed and sent to the to, to Ukraine. Um, so fortunately, yesterday, the Department of Defense announced that the Biden administration will be sending another $2.5 billion dollars and security assistance to meet Ukraine's critical security and defense needs. How much was that bill they just passed? It was was it 40 or was it 50 billion? And now they're doing another two and a half billion. I mean, it's like we we joke about it's almost every day that they send another package to Ukraine. Yeah. And uh, there's the just money, no end to it. There is no end to it. And so let's just take this out a little bit further too. We spent 
what, $100 billion so far? Yeah, between, a little over that. Between weapons and aid and yes. food and all sorts of different things. When you, things. Add, it when you up, add it all it's up, it's over $100 billion. Now, people like to cite other lower figures, but that's just for specific categories. Right. This is for the overall donations to Ukraine's effort. It's been over $100 billion. Now, you might say $100 billion is quite a bit of money. But <laughs> you might say that. You might say that. But yeah. think about this longer term. Okay. This war is not over today. It did not end today. No. We'd love to report to you today that it was over. It is not. It's still going on. Mm-hmm. So this, you have to believe that tens of billions, hundreds of billions of dollars will continue to flow to Ukraine for as long as this goes on. Or Russia will win. And that's not what we want. And that was Joe Biden's commitment to them, by the way. Yeah. Never ending. He was asked uh, when he was on the run out of one of these meetings, a, a reporter yelled to him, how long is this going to go on? How long can we keep doing this? As long as it takes. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> it, well, he wasn't that excited when he said it. No, he really well, exaggerated no, right. that. He was much right. more calm about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, he said, whatever it takes. Yeah. And whatever your position is, our official government position is we don't want Russia to win this thing. We want this to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Of course, it's going to drag on for, let's say, a couple of years. You're cut a couple mm-hmm. hundred billion dollars more. The one thing we have not factored into our equations as we've talked about this, at least most people haven't, is the rebuilding. Oh, yeah. The, Which is uh, going to be even more expensive. Yeah, they believe it could be three to five hundred billion dollars just to start getting this country wow. back in shape to where it was. And guess who's paying for that? Oh, we are. It's going to be us. Yeah, We're going to we be are. the biggest benefactor there. Wow. So this is, uh, I mean, we're so in we get for to trillions. rebuild another nation. Yeah, obviously. Oh, good. Good. And that's coming soon. But yeah, we're not even done with the warring part yet. Nope. So. No, good, good, good luck, everybody. Have a yeah. great weekend. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, we got that going for us. <laughs> it's going to be fun. The Glenn Beck Program. Tom wrote in his experience uh, about Relief Factor. He says, I'm 85. I was really active until a few years ago when my lower back and left hips started bothering me. I tried started doing all sorts of things to help with the pain, but nothing worked for very long. I was starting to despair until I heard you talking about Relief Factor and decided to try it. No kidding. Within a few weeks, my pain was gone. Thank you. Relief Factor, not just a drug. It was... It's actually not a drug, I should say. It was developed by doctors, however, and it has four key ingredients that fight inflammation, which is the source of most of the pain that we deal with. So many people who used to be in pain have gotten their lives back. I've seen the difference in Glenn over the years. This could work for you as well. The three-week quick start is only $19.95. It's a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-4-RELIEF. Get the 1995 quick start. It's only three weeks, and it's relieffactor.com, or call 800-4-RELIEF. relieffactor.com or 800-4-RELIEF. It's Relief Factor. Feel the difference. Check out. Check out. Check out uh, Pat Gray Unleashed and, of course, Stu Does America as well. Pat's playing with buttons over there. It's blazetv.com slash Thank you. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn today. You know, with all this uh, talk about butter and eggs, I'd be really remiss if I didn't tell you where we combine those kinds of things and some other ingredients and make really delicious cookies that you should try out at kexi.com, K-E-K-S-I.com. We've brought back by popular demand pretty much all the cookies that everybody's been talking about. 
um, over the years, like the hot chocolate cookie, the butterbeer cookie. We just brought back the M&M's uh, cookie. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. And if you use the promo code the Jeffy, you'll save 18% right now at Kexi.com. Now, I know that uh, you don't sell Philadelphia Eagles paraphernalia. No, uh, we're not on licensed. your website, but what kinds of things could I get if I went there? Studosmerch.com. Check yeah. it out. Um, you've got the hmm. some Joe Biden senility merchandise you might like. Uh, also, the uh, 62422 you, merch. You're alleging that the president of the United States is not fully cognitive? Yes. Oh, wow. And that's done by... Wow. What disrespect. Well, I should tell you about mm. the way I analyzed that situation. Okay. I looked at him. <laughs> and maybe listened a little bit? I listened to him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, huh. all I had to do, we played the clip earlier of him at the black church. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I my think gosh. If I were to bring that into a court of law, and, and the, the question was, is this person senile or not? And I showed that clip. You'd have to say yes. Yes. Now, that, I, would that be might not conclusion. be how you medically diagnose this condition. Mm-hmm. That might not be. I'm not a doctor. But I will say, he's obviously senile. <laughs> yeah, I'm is. not a doctor. He is. I'm not a doctor. I'm not saying mm-hmm. I'm a doctor. This is not a medical diagnosis, but he's okay. senile. All right. <laughs> you sold me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Even okay. though you don't have a degree no. uh, in what you're saying. So, all right. Uh, let me show you. Let us uh, show you what is going on in China. Uh, Rachel Maddow did uh, a segment on this earlier in the week on China's current battle with uh, COVID. It's kind of interesting the conclusions uh, she reached as to what's causing this, but uh, here's what's going on there. This is just last week. Uh, This is a hospital in Shanghai in China last week. This is not Uh, an ER uh, or an inpatient wing where people get cared for. This is actually the lobby of a hospital in Shanghai. Oh my. You see patients crowded together, and they're surrounded by their loved ones, their family members who brought them in. Yeah. Um, this is a shot of inside the part of that same hospital that's meant for actually treating people. Mm. See how crowded it is. Barely any room to walk. There's so many beds in this part of the hospital. Yeah. They've run out of room to put people in rooms, so they have gurneys in this hospital lined up in the hallways outside of supply closets, IV bags mm. pushed up against the walls. So this you're man saying it's is receiving bad. treatment. It looks like <laughs> just, just a, a summer, yeah. waiting room chair. He appears to be sleeping while he's sitting up, but there's nowhere else to put him. Yeah, it's crowded. This hospital in Shanghai mm-hmm. is so overwhelmed. I'm sorry to say there are dead bodies that are sitting unattended still inside the hospital and nowhere to take them. Mm. These upsetting photos were taken by a New York Times photographer, Keilai Shen. Oh, I was wondering who and took the photo. They they a scary yeah, I knew it was Keilai Shen. Just how badly China is struggling with COVID right now. They listed their they, they lifted their, their strict it was lockdown Shen. measures yeah, late yeah. last year, and numbers there appear to just be skyrocketing. Hospitals and morgues are overwhelmed. Yeah. Officials mm-hmm. in China say close to sixty thousand people have died of COVID just in the last month alone. But it's Keilai Shen. And this is okay. Out of a country that notoriously undercounts <laughs> okay? not only. COVID cases, but also their COVID deaths. It's not the pie. One reason China is sure? hit so hard right now okay. is because lots of adults this is a serious story. Okay, yeah. the full force, full course of the original course of vaccines, let alone oh. any new booster shots right. that would target new variants. Uh-huh. But it's also but important to note the that drama, China's in a different situation than, mm-hmm. than we are when it comes to vaccines. They distributed their own vaccine. They didn't distribute the very highly effective Pfizer and Moderna. I'm sorry. The very and highly Johnson e- and Johnson shots effective? that we got here. Uh-huh. Okay. 
So looking at this very dire situation in parts of China right now is, uh-huh. is part of what's going on there that their yeah. vaccines just are not as effective. And so right. we'd never be at risk for something getting that bad here again because our vaccines have been better. So, so, so effective. When they introduced the vaccines here, it shut the thing down. Bam! The virus hit a brick wall as soon as we started administering the vaccine. So, but I will say this. Is that now are you, when you say that, is that coming from Key Lime? Key Lime Chen? Yes. Key Lime Chen is the one who took the picture of the wall that uh, the COVID virus ran into. Really? Yeah. It was a beautiful picture. Yeah. Also, I framed it. Pumpkin Chen. Pumpkin Chen, really? Yeah, pumpkin Chen and apple crumb Chen. Those, all three yeah. of them, okay, were able to do that. Uh, now it the is Chinese true. Vi- vaccine yeah. was terrible. She is, she is right on that she part right. of this. Yeah. <laughs> the Chinese vaccine did not do much of anything for anyone. And bizarrely, they seemingly. And now you tell me what's happening here, Pat. Uh huh. Let's say, forget what you think about the vaccine. Like you're, let's just say, you okay. know, you think it's going to help everybody who takes it, all right. and you have some of it, and you want to give it to people. Mm-hmm. The Chinese approach was largely to vaccinate younger, healthier people and not vaccinate older, vulnerable people. Really? Now, was that a was that a, on purpose then to get rid of China's elderly? It certainly kind of seems, seems that like way, it. doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Because it's a weird approach. Again, like, you know. Wow, that the, doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't make any sense. It, it, unless... Wow. And like you could say, okay, well, we need younger people to return to work, right? Mm-hmm. So we need them to do the, you know, old people can stay home and they'll be protected that way. Therefore, we won't vaccinate them because we have a limited supply. And I, I mean, maybe publicly that was the position. Maybe. But that does not make any sense if you know anything about the virus, right? From the very beginning, mm-hmm. everyone kind of knew really quickly that younger people were much more uh, resistant to this and could 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 survive it. And even yeah, because even if they got it, they, it wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna kill them. Right. That was the theory. That was the theory. So you know, pe- keeping people. You know, look, it never made any sense to force people who. Any, first of all, it never made sense constitutionally to force anyone to take the vaccine. But it certainly never made sense to really go crazy worrying about military members at twenty six years old yep. and NFL players at twenty three years old. Like that doesn't yeah. make any, it never made any sense to worry about that. If they wanted to take it, fine. If they didn't want to take it, fine. That should have been the approach. I mean, that should be the approach essentially to everyone. But also, like, if you're going to make a recommendation, hey, the people who probably need the protection are the people who are most vulnerable to dying from this. Mm-hmm. But you know, and what's the average age? Eighty, seventy-eight. I think it is. It's in the high seventies, right around I there. Yeah. And, and really, like your ch- your chance of of dying of COVID if you get COVID. And you're in your, you know, 40s and 50s even is very, very limited. I mean, when you get into your 70s and 80s and 90s, it becomes really devastating. Now, what was interesting here in the U.S. was that New York sort of went with China's policy on the elderly. Yeah, they were just importing people who (laughs) were infected into nursing homes. Yes, which didn't make any sense. I mean, was that ever explained? Why would you do that? Why would you well, do that? Yes, it was explained. And this is the Andrew Cuomo. By the way, Andrew Cuomo is awful.com. Uh, this is the Andrew Cuomo uh, scandal where he yeah. he signed, right. along with uh, a couple of other states, blue states like New Jersey, Michigan, uh, Michigan, um, decided to import infected COVID patients into, into the nursing, nursing homes, homes. With, filled with people who were not infected. Now, they were told in advance mm. by the people who run the nursing homes, guys, if we do this, we're going to have a lot of people die. 
because you're we we don't even have private rooms in all these facilities. They're mm-hmm. sharing rooms with people who don't have COVID, and you're bringing people who have COVID back in. And one of the, one of Cuomo's aides actually spelled it out one time, and he said his their reasoning behind this was discrimination. They didn't want to discriminate against COVID positive patients. Now you so, should what? discriminate against COVID positive patients. You should stay away from them. That's how you discriminate against them. Uh, you yeah. stay away so you don't get COVID, right? Yeah. Especially in the peak of this thing. I mean, I know we're in another era now, but it's like back then you're a vulnerable person with no immunity. You've never had COVID. It's not the Omicron variant. It's the Delta or something, you know, much more virulent. Yeah. And you import these people because you're saying, well, if you don't allow these people to come in to these nursing homes, mm-hmm. you are therefore discriminating against them. You're not you're not being fair to yeah, them. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make any sense. But that's literally their excuse for doing it. Wow. And they're, I mean, it's terrible. And not only that, they also uh, wouldn't allow people to be tested coming into a facility. So mm-hmm. you're, you want to go into a facility, a nursing home, and you want to say, the nursing home says, okay, we'll let them in, but we got to test them first just to make sure they're clear of COVID. They said no. You are not allowed to test them. You can't keep them out because of wow. their COVID positive status. And as a result of that policy, what was the resulting death toll at the nursing homes? Wasn't it something like 12,000? Yeah, I was going to say 13,000 is what I remember off the top of my head. Now, you can't blame every one of those deaths on this policy, though you Probably can not, blame a lot of them on it. Yeah. You know, we don't know what the, the final yeah. number would have been. Obviously, some older people in nursing homes would have died either way. And, and he never experienced any sort of being held to to account for what he did for his actions yeah i mean he did he, lose his job he, now that was much more job. tied to the sexual harassment right stuff, but i do think the covid no. scandal weakened him enough for the sexual harassment stuff to knock him out i think you need uh, you know it's funny because covid's that way right like covid by itself doesn't necessarily kill you all that often if you have an underlying condition that's already weakening you, mm-hmm. COVID can kind of give you the knockout punch. I think that's almost the reverse here with Cuomo, where Cuomo, mm. he was weakened by the initial COVID scandal, and then the sexual harassment was enough to push him out. Look, uh, you know, I don't know how, how many times Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed his employees. I assume it was daily. Uh, that's <laughs> just me. You know, I'm my, my guess, my guesstimate of that number. Yeah. Um, but he was getting away with that for a very long time. No Would doubt. that scandal by itself had removed him from office? I doubt it. Probably not. I doubt it. So that other stuff yeah, was important so. for people to know. All right. 888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Hope to see Glenn back on Monday. Wishing him well and praying for him. You know, he started a company years ago called realestateagentsitrust.com. And this was born out of his pure frustration over his situation dealing with real estate agents on an everyday basis where he would really have... Uh, you know, he, I remember him in this era. He was not happy. Mm. He was not a happy puppy. And he was uh, very, 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 very sad. Took him a long time angry. to sell his house in <laughs> yes. Connecticut. Yeah. And he wound up selling it for $38.95. $38.95. It was yeah. a big house, too. Yeah, it's a, it was a big house. Had a lot and of worth land. much more than that. Yes, but, so, you know, that's what happens when uh, you have a bad real estate happens. agent. Why deal with that experience when you can have realestateagentsitrust.com? Avoid the hassles and make sure you have the best price, no matter where you're buying or selling a home in the country, you can go with realestateagentsitrust.com. The name kind of says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. It's a free service for you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. 
It's Pat and Stu for Glenn. Hopefully Glenn returns on uh, Monday. 888-727-BECK, the number to call. Apparently, is there a... Uh, there's a an electric Corvette that is coming out, right? Sort of. It's, it's a, an electrified... Oh, it's a hybrid. Yeah. A mm. hybrid electrified Corvette. And I think we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but it, ha- it goes, it has the normal ridiculous high end. I think it's the C8 Corvette engine, mm-hmm. which is like 660 some odd horsepower. And then they add on electric motors at the front to add another 200 ish. Okay. So it gets zero to 60 in like 2.5 seconds. Which is that the fastest of any vehicle now? Because two and a half seconds to go six really fast. Zero to 60 is really, really fast. I mean, if you take if full electrics, the Tesla Plaid would be faster. Uh, that's, uh, I don't want to say, they. I think they say it's 1.9 oh. or 2.1. I can't remember one of the two. Um, but it's, <laughs> I don't know if it's Incredible. that fast, but it's very fast. I mean, that car is ridiculously fast. Um, and of course, there's hypercars that can do this type of, you know, these types of numbers. There's some of them, the Conaseg, and there's some of these other ones. There's oh, the, a really interesting one in Texas, though, called the Hennessy Venom. Have you heard of this? No. So there's a company in mm-hmm. Texas, and, and largely they've been known for taking ridiculously high-performing cars and turning them into more ridiculously high-performing cars. Like, mm-hmm. you can improve, they, they improve everything in them and make them even more powerful. Like, you could take a, you know, 600-horsepower uh, uh, Cadillac, and they'll upgrade it to a 1,000-horsepower Cadillac. Oh, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. And so they, but they had now have their own car called the Hennessy Venom. I think Hennessy Venom F5, they have a few different models. Uh, the cost is uh, significant. Uh, you know, it costs like you somewhere. 50,000? 50, 50, oh, oh, yeah. It, more than that, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, you might want to stretch out your payments to 100 years on this one. Okay. Because um, What do they want for it? To, between, I think they have several different models, and I, there's only maybe going to be 100 of these things built total, but it's somewhere between $2.1 and $2.9 million. Oh, my God. That's like a Bugatti. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, a Bugatti Veyron. And they believe it's going mm. to beat the Bugatti. The, wow. The, 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 it's all electric? Uh, no. Not no. electric at all. Oh, okay. Not even. I don't even know. I don't even know. Oh. If I mean, there's no electric in this thing. This thing is a... Oh, a huh. combustion monster. 1,817 horsepower. Wow. One I don't think I've ever heard of that. It's incredible. No, I don't, I don't the either. the most horsepower ever? That's pretty impressive. I, as far as I know. And uh, they, they say, and they have not, I don't think they've demonstrated this yet fully, but they believe it will hit 311 miles an hour. So it would be the fastest <sighs> wow. car ever made uh, wow. in this way. I mean, there's, there's all sorts of different... I always kind of wonder, where are you going to take that for a drive and uh, test the upper limits of it? 311 yeah. miles an hour? Where are you yeah. going to do that? Yeah, that's great. First of all, it's illegal. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could drive to the Bonneville Salt Flats. And- right. And that's where they test for world records a lot of times. Yeah. But um, I was talking to Paul Bryan. He's like a yeah. uh, you know, you know, world-renowned auto journalist. I have him on the Studios America tonight. And he said, you're talking to the Hennessy guys. And they, and they, they said... Hey, you know, like, uh, he asked, how long did the tires last? I think he talked mm-hmm. to the tire company who makes the tires for this car. And they said, how long would the tires mm-hmm. last at 300 miles an hour? Yeah. And they said, about 15 minutes. Oh, wow. And they said, the, <laughs> good, the good thing, though, is it's not really a problem because it will only, the gas will only last for about 12 minutes. <laughs> so, you're okay. You're, yeah, you're fine. You could, fine. I mean, 300 miles an hour, obviously, is you're not going to be doing that that often. But the car is incredible. I mean, it's just... So you're not driving it on an economy mode no. when you're going 300 plus. <laughs> There's no stealth mode on it. Huh. I don't think. Okay. It's, uh, it's going to be pretty loud. Mm. It's going to make a lot of noise. It's going to go really fast. 
The other thing that's kind of interesting about this is uh, Joe Biden's Corvette, because that's not electric, and he loves, loves, loves that car. Yeah. Uh, and he's got this big gas guzzling. What is that? Uh, like from the 60s? It's got to be about seven miles to the gallon. Right. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. Yeah. All right. Again, hopefully Glenn returns on Monday. Meantime, have a great weekend. And uh, thanks for thanks for being with us.